0: Ladies and gentlemen, Real Deal Talk, our newest guest, guys. I am, fi- and I know say this every time, I'm fired up about this. <laughs> uh, we've got uh, Elisa and Tony DiLorenzo.
1: That's right. And I
0: know how to pronounce that name, by the way, because I went to high school with a DiLorenzo.
2: Oh.
3: So if my
0: East Coast peeps are watching right now. Let's see if we can connect the dots with Mr. Tony DiLorenzo here. <laughs> what was his name? Richard? I think it was Richie. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> So these these um I actually just met you guys what like a month ago, 2 months maybe at the most.
1: Yeah, Probably. I think it was
0: just about a month ago. Like 1 month. Mm-hmm. And here's how I'm operating, ladies and gentlemen. So people that are listening right now, they know how I do it. We're going to dig into a little bit of backstories here, yeah. but I want to kind of let everybody know who you are right away. Okay. Um you guys own a business called One Extraordinary Marriage. Correct. We do. Okay. So and and here's why I literally Brought you in immediately because I met you through Fiona, right? Fiona. Mm -hmm.
1: Very dear friend.
0: Very dear friend from Awaken, another one from Awaken Church here. It just seems that, hey, (laughs) God's got a plan here, right? Okay, so, you know, and I met Tony and I had heard of him and Elisa that they had this incredible business. Because something that my watchers by now know that I'm, you know, I've been married for 20 years. So a lot of people come to me for advice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Big time. So, and I always preach, you know, Mm -hmm. I say, listen, here's the problem in America and we're not going to get too much of into it right now, but I want to say why I immediately wanted to bring you in. Like literally just met you and you guys have been doing this business for how long now? 12 years. 12 12 years. And you guys have your own podcast. Yep. I do. Which is, it's called the, that's the name of the podcast. Yeah.
1: One Extraordinary Marriage Show.
0: Okay, One Extraordinary Marriage Podcast, and you're on what platform? All of them. All of them, okay, and you guys, give me some statistics right here. Um, Last year, or I saw you do a post recently saying you have how many episodes in the pipe now? Well, we just released episode 685. 685 episodes. Yep, last year we had,
1: over the entire catalog, we had 2.5 million downloads. Unbelievable, mm-hmm. yeah. unbelievable. Fifty thousand listeners worldwide, worldwide, one hundred and fifty plus countries at this point in time. Yeah, mm-hmm. so and this started when podcasting wasn't a thing. Yeah, like yeah. when we told friends that yeah. we were podcasting, they looked at us like, yeah, what
0: is that? Yeah, what is that? They were like, w- w- huh?
1: How do you find it? And even Elisa and I, we were like, how do people? How are people going to find this? Yeah, what did, th- there was no podcast app on our phones. or there, yeah. there was right. none of right. that back right. then.
0: Now it's like everybody's doing a podcast. It, oh, even, sure. even me. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> even you, do. You know, even even you. me. <laughs> even you. That's how saturated, that's how <laughs> ridiculous it is at this point. How everybody thinks they can do a podcast. Oh.
1: Well, and the beauty of it, too, is like <laughs> when we first started, it was iTunes. Yep. And yeah. maybe a couple other sort of platforms. And now, like when you ask, you know, what do you want? Amazon, yeah. Spotify, Pandora, I mean, Apple. Apple Podcast, whatever, wherever you listen to a podcast, you can yeah. search "One Extraordinary Marriage Show" and you're gonna find
0: it. you're gonna mm-hmm. find it yeah. right on. Yeah. And so did you think at any, like when you first started, what was the thought? Were you like, yeah, this is going to blow up quick. This is going to be great. We're going to be success immediately. What was the thought press when you first started?
2: So Tony bought the equipment. <laughs> this is, I, I love telling this. So Tony bought the equipment because he was, he was running his own business at the time. He would listen to podcasts all day long and he'd be like, oh my gosh, we should do a podcast. Yeah. And again, you know, this was probably 12 and a half years ago now yep. and I'm like I don't even know what a podcast is I got little kids at home I'm like you know running kids baking yeah. cookies doing all those things and so he buys this equipment and it sits in our hallway right by our garage door for a good three months
3: <laughs>
2: and I'm just irritated I, I, I'm just like do something with I've this box this. Yeah. yeah like do something with this and I don't know why we never moved it into our garage but we didn't move it into the garage and so finally January of 2010 He's like, okay, let's do this. And I'm thinking, okay, let's do this because we're only going to do like five of these shows and then I will have humored you and we will go on <laughs> with our lives. And here we are 12 years and 685 shows um, later and
0: yeah. we're still doing it. Believable, Yeah. And so did you have the business prior to that? No. No, no, no we, there, we wasn't had, prior
1: there wasn't to... anything. There wasn't like 12 years ago. Even oh, th- so you th- were so just
0: th- chopping it up about marriage.
1: Yeah, 13 years ago. I mean, the big thing was blogging. Yeah. And so we started blogging and that's really tough. We, we we sort of got into writing, and neither of us are writers. Although we've now written six books, yeah. but, but we weren't. <laughs> I would say
2: back then we were not yeah, writers. Yeah, back Let's, then
1: now yeah. we are, but back then we were we were blogging, and the nuances were were interesting because you would you would get these comments from people, and they would read into in between the lines yeah. and all this, and it really frustrated me because really when we started One Extraordinary Marriage, our whole goal was to impact one marriage, just like our marriage yeah. had been impacted. We wanted to impact one marriage. And the comments would just get me all like frustrated because I, I go, they can't understand our nuance and marriage yeah. is so nuancey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What happens in our tone and our timing and all these things. And so that was then. And then when we jumped into doing the podcast, we just figured, hey, you know what? This will be a fun thing for us to just to be able to share. We want to be open, honest, and transparent. Yeah. And there's nothing like it. And so we just sort of said, All right, let's just start the show. And my goal was I never had an end date. Alisa definitely, in her mind, had the yeah, end date. Yeah, <laughs>
2: definitely. Five and out. Uh, yeah, like
1: max out at five. She's well, like, she's like, I'll I'm... entertain this dude and
2: exactly. One role. I mean, I think in marriage you do have those times when you're like, I'm just going to entertain my spouse. Yeah. and we're just going to do this, like, yeah. like, get it out of your system, yeah. and then we can move on. Right, right. That was make
0: him feel like he's in charge.
2: It, was, it wasn't even making. Him... I was just like, please, just get it out of your system, so you can stop asking me when are we going to do this podcast. And
1: you got like. Beautiful microphones and this cool studio, and all that. We were in our garage with a heater on (laughs) at our feet doing this thing and going, Is anybody, do people even know how to get to this thing?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so it was truly, now I look back and I go, That was a leap of faith. Oh, absolutely a leap of faith. And then sticking to it and staying committed to it and in the highs and the lows throughout the last 12 years.
3: Because mm-hmm.
0: you have to stay committed and uh, consistent. Absolutely. Two when, of the biggest things. Yeah, 100% and that's in everything by the mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. So when would you say did you realize you were on to something like how many episodes in and, and give me when give me your because he, he already seems like he had a little bit of confidence Yeah, a <laughs> little bit. Mm-hmm. You just you just were humoring him. Mm-hmm. At what point did you come around like Oh wow, I think we have something here.
2: Well, after episode 3, we got this I got this very very long message from mm. a girl I went to high school with. Facebook Messenger, got this long message and she is just like, "Why the heck should we listen to you?" and and just there's a lot of like pain
0: berating here and go. like going where we after go. This.
2: And I'm just in a panic. I'm like, Oh my gosh, we've done like three shows. I don't even know how you found me, right? Like we grew up in Ohio. I don't know how you found it. <laughs> right. And and this is like you're being super critical. And why are you being critical? And well, I well, people into were a finding panic.
1: us then. We would still post like on our personal. I like, wasn't
2: I, posting on my personal. You Maybe you were. I, I, was, I was not was. posting on my personal. Okay, <laughs> uh,
1: at least I was. And yeah. But she comes running in. I I I'm deathly ill with the flu. He's
2: dying. He's but, got the flu.
1: Like. <laughs> As most husbands know, you're, when sure, we have, when you're we, sure it wasn't COVID. Yeah, I'm sure. Because this too, is too yeah, soon. This too 12 far. Years, Yeah, 12 years okay. ago. Yeah. Could have been. <laughs> been.
0: It, it could have been. It
1: could have been early, early strain. It could have been early an early strain. strain. Right. Exactly. But anyways, as most husbands know, when we have the flu, we're dying.
0: Yes. It, we're, the world is ending. We are dying. It's over.
1: I'm dying. It's and over. And Elisa comes in to our bedroom and just starts going on and on. And I'm like, I could care less. Yeah. At this point in time, yeah. I, I I don't know if I'm going to make it to tomorrow because I'm just, my head hurts, my body hurts, and I'm probably going to go throw up again. And so she did that, but we, after I started getting better, we started talking about it, and it was the episode four. Elisa and I just said, all right, we're just going to go after it. We just called it Listener Feedback. What did you say in response?
2: So when we recorded that show, we laid our life out. Right mm-hmm. to yeah. where we'd been to that time, we talked about you know the loss of our son Andrew. We talked oh. about pornography. We talked about you know debt and all of these things. And we just said, you know, we're going to make a commitment.
0: Mm-hmm. We're going to
2: make a commitment that every time we get behind these microphones, we're going to be open, honest, and transparent.
0: Transparent and authentic. A- mm-hmm.
2: And like it, don't like it. This is who we are, but this is our commitment to you. And, and we didn't call them the one family at that point in time, yeah. but that's what we call our tribe, the one family. And and we just went after it. I think it was that was the. That was a defining moment of saying, first of all, you're not going to be allowed to criticize me (laughs) and get away (laughs) with it because we're the ones putting ourselves out there. Right. And secondly, we're going to go after this because clearly we pushed a button that we didn't even know people were hurting that badly.
0: And and you know what? Something Mm -hmm. I've come into terms with, and I've been talking about it a lot recently, like my daughter started a little, uh, tutorial nails business, by the way, nails by jacks on TikTok. Um, (laughs) And within 24 hours, she had haters like yeah, calling her out. What are you doing? Your, your work mm-hmm. sucks. And she came crying to me, and I mm-hmm. said, "Jacqueline, no, 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 no. This is a good sign mm-hmm. because that." She goes, "What do you mean?" I said, "No. If you're doing something that somebody's taking the time to actually write something, Absolutely. that means you got to them, and you got you're doing something worth being jealous of at this mm-hmm. point." So you said, so that's a great, that's the first sign that you're onto something, right? Would you agree now? Absolutely. Looking back?
2: I actually tell all new podcasters, I'm like, wait until you get your first, yeah, your first email, your first one-star review, yeah. the first time that somebody says, I mean, like we've heard things over the years, like, I don't like your voice. I don't yeah. like the fact that you repeat a word. I don't like the fact that Tony says, love you guys six times at the end of a show. Like people, which I pick. understand
1: on that one. I, I did, there was a that's season a where much. I got, I got a little much on that. I'm like, yeah, that so you take the, you take the feedback and you're like, okay, cool. So it was interesting. I think we both had different times though, where throughout we were like, Oh wow, this is really something. Mm -hmm. And for myself, and I think Alisa would agree on this too at year three. Okay. This is again, before you had, you know, stats on your podcast, Yeah. yeah. we didn't have that. And then I learned around year three, there was some uh, platform where you could, you know, put a link through it and it, it would track and all this. And I'm like, cool. Like, I don't remember what it was called or anything, but I was like, awesome let's let's get on it let's just see where we're yeah, at yeah um and so i remember putting it on and then the next full month at the end of that full month we had 30 or forty thousand downloads and i was like what and, and so how many
0: episodes in do you, oh this is year three year three, this is so year three
2: 150
1: episodes yeah wow probably right around there but but to go oh
0: what There we're getting Thirty thousand odds now Tracking the whole two to three years, you're just are just track. letting it fly. Not not even tracking because it. now it's like you're, you're it's real time. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah. We had nothing. We didn't for know. the first three years. We just kept talking. <laughs> we just kept, we we just kept, kept talking. talking. <laughs> How did, did you know
0: that anything was working? We'd get we'd get emails. You get emails, mm-hmm. emails, mm-hmm. and now it nobody's gonna email nowadays. Now oh. now it's all direct texting and. No, we still
2: get emails. You know, the thing is, is that we speak, you know, speaking into people's marriages is such a vulnerable place. Of course. And because we've, we've been in this place of saying from the very beginning, we're going to be open. We're going to be honest. We're going to be transparent. We're going to tell you, like we tell our audience every time we get behind the mics, look, we're not perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We still have a whole bunch of stuff. That's why we've you know, able to get to 685 shows because we still yeah. have a whole, whole lot of stuff that we're working through. Yeah. But, but we're going to be real. Yeah. And we're gonna we're gonna help you get through stuff faster, but you're still gonna get through. And so we will get three thousand word emails. We mm. Are will. Are you get, kidding? Still to this day? Oh, to oh, this yeah. day, yeah.
0: Like upset with you? No, not no. upset with or, or, now. Or, now no. it's okay.
2: the now it's no, that's not the upset. And now Sometimes it's, we
1: still get the upset. Well, yeah. We we do, but I mean it, it ranges now from they're just frustrated in their own marriage. Yeah. They found us. Uh, yeah. It's a uh, it's. They're, they're just telling a story of how they found us and, and the transformation. We call those mm. hugs Aww. on our, on our show. We just call them hugs and we open up the show with, with that. And, and so we get those, but we also get people who are just be like, uh, well, Tony or Elisa said this and that's not correct or this or, th-, you know, so it, it goes everywhere yeah. and you have to just filter it yeah. and just go, Hey, you know what? Cool. I, I appreciate it because you're invested in what we're mm-hmm. doing here. Yeah.
0: Right. Um,
1: And so some of it you filter. You're like, oh, wow. Like in the early days, it was hard to because you felt like everybody was just going after you and attacking you. And now I think we've learned that there are people who just really want to see one extraordinary marriage continue to impact one marriage Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. they've seen it happen in their own, their friends, their family. And so they don't want it to go anywhere.
0: And, and so do you said you start the show sometimes? Do you tell stories about letters that you've gotten, that you've mm-hmm. helped people? Do you, do you use examples all the time? Yeah.
2: So every single show since probably this sometime in the second year.
1: Was it the
0: second year?
2: Yeah, because the 100th show was all hugs.
3: Oh, that's right.
1: So mm. I forgot. That.
2: So every hundred shows, we do a show that's all we call them hugs. Yeah. And that's just testimonials, really. Testimonials, yeah. And so I know we started that at episode one hundred, and somewhere before that, we started like when people would write us and say, "Hey, you know, we listened to your show, and this is the breakthrough we had in our marriage," or nice. we started getting intentional about our marriage, and yeah. and here's how we've saved things. Here's how we've you know saved ourselves from divorce. Here's how we've reconnected emotionally or sexually. We just started dropping, and we say, you know, at the top of every show, there's a hug. There's yep. an, op- yep. like we're going to tell you what other people are doing in their marriage and the breakthrough that they're having, because it's not about Tony and I. Exactly. It, it's about everyone else taking action in their marriage right. and knowing that real people create extraordinary marriages.
0: I, I'm going to dig it. I can't wait to just, this is so good. And it gets, <laughs> it gets wild. So I mean, it gets
1: wild over, I mean, 12 years of our lives, our kids 12 are. 12 That's a long
0: yeah. time. That's crazy.
1: Our oldest is 19 now. Wow. So he was seven. Our youngest is 16 you know so she you, was you're two yep so she was four yeah i mean we lost my dad we we've we, you know we, we've gone through highs and lows the great recession losing everything you know coming out of it building again writing books you, you know all sorts of things that you could imagine that can impact your marriage we've gone through
2: mm-hmm.
0: and you've put it all out there
2: mm-hmm. for last, the most part yeah the last 12 years of our life
0: and so so 12 years now in How long have you been, at this point, married at this total right now? Right now, 25 years. 25 years. Mm -hmm. So you got about 13 in or 12 in Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. before you started, what is it, blogging? Well, we started blogging, yes. That was the first thing. That was the first thing. What made you, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to creep back now. Yeah,
3: Yeah. I'm going to creep.
0: I'm going to, I'm actually, I might even go kind of backwards rather than go, Mm -hmm. anyway, that's what's coming to me right now is, so what? Um, what made you start blogging? Like, did you think, okay, we're good at this? I think we need people know. <laughs> no, no,
1: no,
2: no. Or no. oh, was it was just t- to get it out? So take it, no, take it back. No,
1: no, take it back. I mean, take it back to. I think let, let, I would say let's go to year eleven. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's yeah, yeah. Because okay. I think year year eleven is that transition point in our marriage. Okay, really, it's we have at that point a what do we got? They Hopefully were kids. two and
2: five, two and five.
1: Two and five, yeah, yeah, that's right. Because we had Alex at six years. Okay, yep. So we had a two and a five year old. I was running a business. Alisa was a stay at home mom. What was your business, by the way? I did uh, the business was called the Dent Dude. I did paintless dent repair. You are kidding me. Yeah, I took dents out of cars.
0: It was in San Diego.
1: Yeah, it was. What years? Um, So this is now what? So that's two thousand. I sold it. I sold
0: it two years ago. What was the name of the business? The Dent Dude. So two thousand three. Yeah, because I used the Dent Guys all the time.
1: Yeah, my buddy. I sold it to a good buddy of mine two years ago. What was his name? His name is Jason with uh, Dent Medic. Okay. Yeah, great guy. So yeah. I did that yeah. for twenty-two
0: years. You're kidding me. Yeah. Oh, all right. <laughs> so I'm running so I dig total, I total dig detour. So, yeah. So, yeah. I want to dig into that, but no, no. But but I'm running a service business. Yeah, yeah, Where I'm
1: doing my thing, I'm building my business. It's it's just me as a technician. I'm I'm doing my thing. She's doing her thing at home, and yet we just got to a place in our marriage where there was no passion. There was nothing. We were
2: just going through the motions. You know, we, we had two little kids. We were we were wow. more roommates than anything else. Mm-hmm. And and we didn't know any better, right? You yeah, know, the narrative is that you get married, you get past the honeymoon, and you know, life is supposed to get to a place where you're just kind of like, you know, going through the motions until the just kids deal with it, you know.
0: Let, let me let me tell you something. This is so, so relevant and so common. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's the first thing I say when I'm kind of analyzing uh, marriages. Uh-huh. I'm not going to name anything, but when I, I'm like, yeah, they're glorified roommates at this point, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and they're just literally going through the motions, settling, yep, because, right. and we're going to dig into the psychology behind this, mm-hmm. like why. So keep, yeah, keep going with, yeah, go with that. So, okay. so like, we're, so we're there.
1: Year eleven, yeah, and um, some friends say, hey, our daughters are on a. Um, they're gonna be it was, doing it yeah it was one of the segment. morning
2: shows they, they were playing beach tennis and the, yep. they were like today's show or Good Morning America one of the morning shows and and so they say hey we'd love for you know like it's a big deal right your kids are gonna be on TV and so we we watch the segment well immediately after that was a segment on these couples that had done sex challenges
1: mm.
2: and, and I'm like I'm done like I'm ready to go to bed right like, like, I don't no, want to no, watch no, no,
1: this no, anymore no, and Tony's like, let let's watch like yeah. let's go, what's going on here yeah <laughs> like, so somebody told you about this
2: well our friends had told us to watch their kids for the beach tennis segment the gotcha. segment right after Got that it. okay was the, two couples that had done sex challenges one couple the wife for her husband's 40th birthday had given him a year of sex. Now in the in the segment she doesn't they don't say and I've read their book they don't say exactly how many times okay but I'm like
0: oh, was my, that was my question yeah, yeah. they don't how say. how much per week per yeah. month they right don't, they don't, don't they, say. they don't really go into the details okay. the they other just couple, sex for a year
2: right happy 40th birthday okay well, that's you know great gift yeah. right uh the for second, some
0: that means like more than one like for yes. some that are just literally right
2: right in sexless marriages that <laughs> yeah. would be like happy birthday and I'll see you next what do you year call a
0: sexless marriage
2: sexless when they're not having sex
0: is this common what's the percentage.
2: I don't oh. know what the percentages are but What's your guess? It's happening more than any of us would like to actually admit
0: That's exactly usually my response And in,
1: in, in, in define a sexless marriage real quick
2: Sexless yeah, yeah. marriage yes. uh, generally speaking Is less than 12 times a year So once a month if you were to do the math
0: Less than 12 times a year is considered A sexless marriage mm-hmm. Okay.
2: I actually think it that number should be higher like i think it's because <laughs> i think that's just way too sparse um oh, yeah. of that. but so yeah so that was the first couple the second couple they had sex 101 days straight now, I've this read, was on the show this was still mm-hmm. on the show this okay. was the second that segment. and i read their book i've you know like they were doing crazy things like she took birth control straight for four months so she wouldn't get her like it was it was intense with those two did yeah And I'm like, Like
1: he's in the ER, and his buddies are calling the ER docs because they know him, and they're like, dude, you got to get him well so he can get home. Because he needs to have sex with his wife. And like that
2: like I'm not up for
0: this. Like that is just
2: weird to
0: me. So what was that challenge? Like I don't understand. What was they that were challenge
2: just, for? So in that second one, it was a thing where he had been reporting these guys in I can't remember which Scandinavian country, but they had got it was like a hundred days without and he like threw up the challenge to his wife. He goes, Well, if they can go a hundred days without, what if we go a hundred days with having sex? And she's like, I'm in. Um and so we're watching Do they have
0: jobs? Do they I,
2: they say they did nothing i, I, I don't
1: know you
0: can make it happen you could make it happen if You, you what do you really want to
1: <laughs> if
2: you really you want find to, a way you find a way
1: well and, and and it's great that you said that because i'm watching this and i'm the vision sort of like all right at this point in time really we're, we're looking at our marriage and we have three options a we can just bear our marriage until our kids turn 18 yeah. and call it good at that point in time right like
0: you're it's, actually thinking
1: this. I, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking stay, this. Both of you
2: stay together for the sake of the kids. And yes. you're
1: talking about it.
2: We're uh, not really, talking, we're about not
1: really talking about it, but you can tell in our approach to one another that it's, it's, it's going to happen. Something's going to happen Yes, because that's going through our mind. Um, we can get a divorce mm-hmm. just now and just call it good. And like, let's roll or mm-hmm. three, let's get radical. And that's what I'm thinking when I'm seeing this, I'm going, okay, these people had a sex challenge. We're about to lead a small group study at our church around the song of Solomon for for uh, two months, eight weeks, and in my head, I'm going, okay, hold on. They just did. She, you know, she gave her husband 365 days of sex for his 40th birthday. They did 101 days, and I'm doing the math, and I'm like, all right, 30, 30, 60 days. We're doing this with a group of friends. We can count, we have some accountability. Wait, wait, wait. wait
2: we're not. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. That we're doing what the kind study. Of, what kind of
0: business is this? No, no, no. no, no we're no, no, doing kidding, the I'm small kidding, group study
1: <laughs> with friends. Right.
2: The sex
0: challenge, is not with friends. Us, sex right. with friends for a year. Got it. No. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no. So,
1: but I'm thinking they can be like we're doing this study. Elisa and I could do our own sex challenge, and. I look at her and I go, "Hey."
0: This is during the show. You're thinking this stuff.
1: Yeah, it's it's coming to an end, and I just look over to it and I'm like,
0: "What are you thinking of the show?" By the
1: way,
2: I, I would have been happy to turn it off as soon as the beach tennis. So, but he said, "No, no,
0: let's keep it on." Yeah, he's
2: like, "What? What, what is this? What is this?" Right? Are you
0: uncomfortable. And so, like, eh. I
2: wasn't. Unco- I was just more irritated. I'm like, I don't want. I don't want something else talking about sex because we weren't having sex yes. in our marriage. Right. It wasn't. Oh, it at was, this
0: point, how how often?
2: Uh, maybe once or twice a month. Maybe if we were, I mean, like we were moving into that sexless marriage space. And so he, you know, he kind of just gets that little glint in his eye and he's like, hey.
1: I go, hey, Leah. I go, what if we do a 60 day sex challenge? Like, okay, again, we're doing a small group study on the Song of Solomon. It's going to be two months, 60 days. Cool. Awesome. And I, and I look at her and I'm like, what do you think about this?
2: No, absolutely no. I just say no. Yeah, or like I'm not interested. Yeah, i not, not interested. <laughs> I'm not interested.
0: Proceeds to get and up. And I, <laughs>
1: yeah, proceeds to get up, walk to the bathroom to get ready for bed. And I'm thinking, all right, well, that didn't work as, Let's as go I 30. planned. Let me try for thirty. Well, I wasn't even thinking that. I was like, I was thinking more like, let me just get sex tonight. Yeah, like if if I can just be sexually intimate with my wife tonight, then we'll call it a win. And she comes out with this green, oh God. face mask thing on.
2: Not my finest moment. There goes that.
1: There goes that idea. <laughs> I'm like, what the? Are you kidding me? So
2: it, it was. It was not a great moment. It was
1: demoralizing. It was, it was demoralizing. Yeah. Oh. But
2: then the next day, literally a come to Jesus moment in mm-hmm. our garage, basket full of clean clothes, and I'm walking into my house and um, heard what I truly believe to be the voice of God saying, "If you're not willing to try, your marriage is over." And I just remember being like, right now, like with a basket full of, lo- like what, what is happening here? And it was so it was so concrete to me in that moment, JD, that, that if I didn't take action, if I didn't consider what Tony had said the night before, yeah. that we were, we were a divorce statistic waiting to happen. Mm-hmm. So he wow. comes home from work, I've processed my afternoon, and I said, look, I'm in, uh, like we'll do it. We'll do and, it.
1: And then I look at her and I'm like, do what? Because by that point in time, I mean, I've been rejected enough. I've been rejected enough in 11 years of my marriage. I'm like, oh, like I got to move yeah, on because right. if I if I sit in there and I fester in it, I'm just going to become bitter and resentful and I'm going to become even more out of love with her and not want to be around her. So I was I was like, all right, well, what's the next thing? And I'm just trying to think through. Yeah. Yeah. And so when she says it, I'm like, uh,
0: do what? You didn't even know. I, I didn't. You're still didn't. thinking of the green mask.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At that point in time, I was probably just thinking about work and clients you, you and stuff. You were traumatized. Like, yeah. yeah I'm
2: well, like... and I'm thinking, I just like should have, there should have been angel singing because I just won wife of the year award because <laughs> I just.
0: angel singing. Like, uh-huh. yeah. yes.
2: Because like, seriously, <laughs> I just said, yes, I will have sex with you for 60 days. Right? And then when
1: she said that, though, my mind went reeling and I'm like, oh no, oh no, oh no. Like, how, how am I going to do this? How am I going to have sex for 60 days straight? Like, what if I can't get an erection? What if I can't like there was so much like angst and anxiety that started coming up because I was just like, well, I I sort of threw that out there as a Hail Mary. Yeah. And when she said no, I was like, all right. But now that she wanted to, I was like, oh, boy. So.
0: Yeah. Now you got to show up. Now we got to
1: show. Yeah. I got to show up. She needs to show up. And so we both said yes. And we sat there and we said, okay. We're going to do this for sixty days. What does this look like? What does a sixty-day yeah. sex now you look, map it out mm-hmm. look like for Gotta us? Got to be intentional. Yep, got to be intentional. And so, what we determined for us in our marriage, we said, "Hey, um, if somebody is sick, traveling, or Lisa's on her period, those are the those are the times we wouldn't have sex during this challenge." Okay, those and are the ground rules. Those are the those ground, are ground rules. rules. That's it. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's it. We want to be sexually intimate though every day, and. So we just start this journey and you know, the first nine, 10, 11 days, man, we're, we're rocking and rolling. I mean, we feel we're like rocking and rolling. We feel like we're, we're young. I would young. say bring we're,
2: it back to nine days, honey. You always go to 11, but
1: what do you mean? It was 11.
2: I think it was, so, so there is some mild debate <laughs> over, we
1: may need to listen to episode one again to jog our memory. Okay. So is there's... it in episode one you
0: went over this? Yes. Oh
2: yeah. We talked 60 days a sec. That, that is our, That's that was opening? our very That's first, our first episode. episode because back then you didn't do trailer episodes you didn't introduce the show you just like we just, jumped in. just went into it let's go today's sex it's the title of That's... our first show but there is uh, there's mild debate wow. over which which day tony asked for a timeout first <laughs> wait
1: wait <laughs> wait, wait. A... i tapped out i was like oh no i'm like i'm, I'm out i'm out i'm out i, I got it I got... what day 9 and 11 uh, was yeah yeah that uh, was the i'm exhausted he tapped,
2: out? he tapped out first i was like elisa just for I a night can't. just for a night i,
1: just, I... I I need to rest. And this is well before we started learning and studying marriages and our own marriage and other marriages and and understanding the buildup and all, it's good. It's healthy for a guy to have that. Um, But I was at day nine, 11, who knows what day, somewhere in there, where I was just like Lisa, I can't, I just, I can't. So what can we do? Aren't you on your period right now?
0: Yeah. (laughs) No, but you should be like. (coughs)
2: Yeah.
1: (coughs) I came down with
0: something
2: but you know truthfully that what did
0: you say man up, i
2: well i mean clearly you know 12 years later i'm still making fun of him for it so (laughs) so it was what i said was but it's all
0: good did you feel just like how did you feel when you were you literally were tapping out
1: yeah i I think i think there's that point where you're just going like okay I don't feel good tapping out by any means. Like you, you don't feel like, oh wow, that's 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 a win. It's <laughs> that's not, a win. Like uh, we have a goal here, and I, and I'm a hardcore road cyclist. And in, in that time of 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 our lives, I was doing. Century rides, double century rides. Like I was hardcore. Like I'd be up at four, four thirty a.m. Ride for an hour, two hours before yeah. work. I oh, mean, yeah. I was so. To the man does not online. accept defeat. Right. So, like, so this is like a big uh, deal. You'd think he'd
0: have some stamina, right?
2: Well, and I even told him in that moment, I'm like, so, so. All <laughs> all, it's all A man psych. can have too much of a good thing. Like, like yeah. that. That's exactly what I said to him. I'm like, so, so you got more than you expected, and okay, like let's do this. And so, so yeah, it was a night off, but. <laughs> But truly that first month
0: you accepted it. You said, okay,
1: this is what we learned. It's not only about the sex. Yeah. And this was the big, this was the biggest Mm -hmm. like mindset shift for us. Yes. It's not only about sex. Yep. It's how are we engaging in our emotional intimacy? How are we engaging in our communication? What are we saying to each other when that happens Mm. and you can go two ways. Like you, you can berate yourself and your, your spouse can do it as well. Or you can look at it and go, okay, what did we learn? Mm -hmm. And how are we going to adjust moving forward? And I think this was one of the first times in our lives, in our marriage, where we were like, wait, we've been battling each other way too long. We're on the same team. Like we've had moments in our marriage up to that point where we were on the same team and we were doing things together. And yet for me, I think it was that time where I was just like, we're finally starting to get on the same page in a way like we've never done before. Mm. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, the, the getting into this place where it was m- about more than just sex because a lot of people here are sixty day sex challenge and like that's a lot of sex. I mean, yeah. Yes, but what transpired in our marriage mm-hmm. because we were so focused on one another. I mean, ultimately, what it came down wow. to is exactly what happened in that in that garage moment, right? I, I chose, we chose to make one another a priority. Interesting. And everything shifted from realizing that it, it wasn't about the kids, right? It wasn't about the job or the business or about all the other things. Like, those weren't the priority in our marriage. Everything shifted when we said, wait a minute, you're like, the person I said I do to, you're the priority. Yes. Kind of a crazy concept, right? Crazy concept. Crazy concept.
0: Mm-hmm. So that whole thing basically really was, of course it was, but not all about sex. It was about the connection and focus.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, right? the closeness and connection you know went through the roof. I mean we were beginning to romance each other again. We were We were learning what foreplay looked like for for one another because when 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 you have sex once a month for a guy and I, and I think for a woman as well, you sort of you're anticipating it so yeah. you can get aroused. Yeah. And and you can get there. Mm. But when you're doing it day after day after day after day Like you have to learn some, some new things and you got to start discussing with one another what's working, what isn't working. But I remember us just, I was at a party one night for a buddy who's, who's going off. He's going to be deployed. I was up in orange County and I was like, yeah, I can get up there, but guys, I got to get home, you know, because I have to just connect with Elisa. And I remember driving connect. I think I did. I wasn't like right. abrupt at that moment. Like, cause I, we were still just waiting through yeah, this. And yeah. the only people who really this knew about it was 60. Yeah. This is during this, the 60 yeah, 60 yeah. So the only people who really knew about were those in our, in our small group study where we would tell them what we were doing every week and how it was going. And I remember just getting on the phone with her and we were just talking and I'm like, we, we were just lavishing one another with words that were building ourselves up and getting us into this place of where we were gonna be able to be sexually intimate. So when I came screaming through the door at like 11.55, there wasn't this like long drawn out like yeah. initiating and foreplay and i mean she was hot i was hot it was like let's get in that room and let's go
0: let's get it done yeah
2: because yeah. we had a, we had a daily deadline of midnight that Did was i really? think yeah mm-hmm. that was our thing for us so i was like you've got to get home like don't so, get a speeding ticket but you got to get home
0: i'm like trying to get down i'm like all right
1: i'm making i'm like i'm turning i'm turning right now baby like here this we is go. before
2: like find my eye, I, yeah, like before all the mapping so I, like i didn't know exactly where he was he's like yeah. okay i'm passing this exit or i'm you're yeah. up here and so yeah that was
0: and so how many days did we finish the first month? I forget.
2: I, the total. So what, of,
0: go back to day day nine, eight. Was it eight or nine? Eleven. Eleven.
2: <laughs> just pick one in those first two weeks.
0: Just pick one. Just pick one. So you're on day seven. Mm-hmm. He taps out. No. <laughs> but like what happened after day nine? Did you, did you come back for day 10? Oh, did yeah. You come back with a vengeance. Mm-hmm. Like, we, you like we, did we you took, feel bad we, about yourself. No, you? We we took the day off. We talked about it. Yeah. And we're like, OK, let's let's pick
1: let's up and let, let, let's just get, let's get going again. Yeah. Like. These were these were our stipulations. These were, these were this was our framework, and it, it didn't fall in that. And yet we didn't fail. Mm-hmm. And I think that was one of the things we didn't look at any time that we didn't have sex yeah. in that sixty days as failure. We looked at it as like, okay, what happened, and how do we address it, and how do we move forward again yeah. together? And that really engaged us in going, okay. And and Elisa was really cool. She was like, all right, like let's let's go. And so the day took a day off the next day we just got back on it yeah. and we just the first month was just after that was just like no big deal
2: yeah I, the first month i actually you know i've likened it when i describe it to people i go it was like better than the honeymoon right because wow. when you're first married, you're like figuring it all out it's like new and exciting and all this kind of stuff we had the gift of all of that excitement plus knowing each other yeah mm-hmm. plus having all of those years of marriage and history and then right in between month one and month two Everything happened. It was like Murphy's Law moved into our house because Tony got a viral migraine and ended up in urgent care. Never uh, had
1: one before, haven't had one since. You're kidding me.
2: That was crazy. Yeah.
0: Between month one and two? Right. Mm-hmm.
2: So, right in there, um, I got my period and both kids got crazy sick. So, mm-hmm. you know, right. keep in mind they're two and that. five. So, when the kids are crazy yeah. sick, mom is like full on oh, duty. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I, that was when I was ready to tap out, but I was ready <clears> to <throat> make it a permanent thing. I'm like, I- I've done. I've done way more than I thought I was going to do. And I remember laying in bed. This is the second God moment in this whole story where I'm laying there and his, you know, his fingers start walking across the bed and I'm like, I'm cause I'm gonna...
1: feeling better now from this, this, this viral migraine is yeah. gone. And I'm yeah. like, all right, well, sickness is gone. Yeah. You're off your period. I get the kids are sick. We're both tired. And yet that. That's not part of the game. The kids, yeah. we're yeah. not going to allow the kids to, to seep in and stop this. So right. I'm like, all right, let's get going, girlfriend.
2: So the, the fingers come across and I, I'm the literally, come across. I'm literally laying there <laughs> going, I got nothing. I got nothing. Like nothing I, in the I, tank. Nothing in the tank. And in that moment, I just started praying. I'm like, okay, God, if this is going to happen, like literally this is my thought. I'm like having this whole conversation with God while he's like, okay. like massaging the my fingers arm.
0: are coming yeah. over.
2: I said, God, if this is going to happen, you're going to have to be the one to do it. Like, you're going to have to be oh, the geez. one to create the desire because I have nothing. You got nothing. I got nothing. And so, sure enough, all of a sudden, I'm like, wow. Like, all right, let's do this. And and afterwards, I'm like, that's the first time I've ever prayed during, like, before or during sex. And he's like, you did what?
1: Well, I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, it, it sort of freaked me out a little yeah. bit. I'm yeah. like, what? And she's like, yeah, I was praying because your fingers were coming across and I had nothing. And I'm like, oh, Okay all right, well, let's rock on. I guess. Yes.
2: <laughs> It's like, I have no idea what to do. It, and, and we weren't in a church at that Even though we were leading a small group at, at, in mm-hmm. a church, yep. we weren't in a church that really, um, where there was like activation around the power of prayer. Mm-hmm. And so the That's fact right. that I would even go into this place of, hey True. God, you and I are going to have a conversation right now. And like if this, like that that was not the church community that we were in. And so right. that was really mm-hmm. radical for me to, to not only go there, but for me to then share that with Tony.
1: Yeah, I, I felt right. like that was... I, and I'm going to say it, I felt like that was inappropriate Yeah. at that moment. Yeah. Like afterwards, like her telling me, I'm like, yeah. why would you do that there? I mean, we, we pray before dinner, we pray at church. Right. Um, why would, and so it was just, it was, it was just an interesting place to be. And, um, but, but I, I was like, okay, well, if that worked, then cool. Keep yeah. doing it. You know what I mean? If that <laughs> works, like I'm all,
2: do what you got to do, baby. I'm yeah. all for yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. Pray
1: away. Um, and so we did try to add prayer in wait, prior. Wait. It's just like so yeah because it was just one of those things like let's test, let's try. What do we do? And so we did like after that experience we did try to pray beforehand and You're and we just found a, it was just too much it and got we were weird. like yeah and Don't we were just like got weird you like, think like, and so yeah. we were just like, yeah, we're tapping father out. Of, yeah, yeah, we're tapping out of that. <laughs> Expand my territory, Lord. You know, <laughs> A little prayer of That was Heavenly the father. Yeah. 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 So that didn't make sure work. that so pillows under my lumbar. Yeah. <laughs> so we so we stopped that. And then we just we 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 rolled through the second month. Mm-hmm. And at the end, we ended up completing 40 out of 60 days,
0: which is really good.
1: Well, considering. Solid. Considering the previous four years, we probably didn't have sex that much.
0: Yeah, exactly yeah
1: so from like year seven to 11 we probably didn't have sex that many times wow to have it in two months in two months was radical mm-hmm. and our in our small group was just like oh so, my you, were, so gosh. you were
0: filling them in on this stuff like- we would
2: just yeah you know, they were they were the accountability of like hey you know we'd show up on you know for small group and we'd talk about it they're like hey how are you guys doing yeah. and we'd talk about we, the challenges yeah. and we'd talk about what we were learning about our marriage and what that looked like and and so it was really for us, the accountability of just knowing that there were other people that knew what we were doing. So it wasn't so easy for us to permanently right. tap out mm-hmm. and to just even be able to talk through all of the, all of the nuances of marriage that we were discovering because, you know, I went into it thinking, okay, we're just like, we're going to have sex for 60 days. Great. Okay. Like I, I, I'm mentally prepared to have sex. With... I didn't expect to have my marriage radically transformed mm-hmm. by making Tony a priority. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect it.
0: That's basically what it all boils down to. It's making 100%. each other a priority, right? Yeah, on the same team.
2: But nobody talks JD about making your spouse a priority after the marriage. It's nobody. not talked. It's not talked about
1: or being on the same team.
0: Nobody. Mm-mm. And so the prior, and this happened from because someone talk about a, a, another God story yeah. of this per, telling you to watch my kids. Right. Yes.
2: Right. If they hadn't said it, we would have never done you it. You
0: would have never. Mm-mm. ever thought of something like mm-hmm. that no where would you be now don't want to know
1: likely exactly
0: divorced. I don't want to
1: know yeah no. I don't want to know because that that truly transformed our lives and and many others since then and truthfully I mean we got asked to afterwards the the small group director at the church heard about it through some of the folks that were in our small group and they approached us and said hey we heard about this would you be interested in talking about it at the next marriage? <laughs> get away and Elise and i are like sure so we'll talk about it we'd love to and, and just share our experience and and that started the ball rolling
2: that did not go so well well it went really, it well, went for really Tony. well it went well for why did it go well, well for
1: it went well for both of
2: us so what are you so about? i think the guy like so so we share our story yeah. Yeah. right and it's right before date night at this is, marriage this retreat a, okay so this is probably seven eight months later and so we're talking so between
0: about, then sorry yeah Between the 60 and the seven to eight months later, what kind of program did you go on?
2: So then we, so regarding our sexual intimacy, we started what we call the intimacy lifestyle and that's where we had sat down and said, okay, how many times a week do we wanna have sex? Mm -hmm. And what does it look like for us to both take turns initiating Mm. so that it's not all one person's responsibility to initiate? Got it. Because one of the things we also learned is that both spouses actually like to know they're desired Mm. and initiating on both sides of the marriage bed is super important.
0: Absolutely.
2: So that was, that was what happened in that interview. And we've been doing that ever since.
0: Yeah. The The intimacy lifestyle lifestyle. we've been doing ever since. Okay. And what does that entail?
2: So for us, what we decided, (laughs) uh, totally happy. I mean, we've talked about this for years Yeah, for us. We sat down and said, what's the bare minimum that we want to have sex every week. And that was two times a week.
0: That was the number I was thinking. Yeah. It was two times per week. Two times a week. And so then that's ours. We, we know many a
1: couples in the one family who will go every other day, once a week, Yep, you know, four times whatever works for them. For yeah, us, yeah. two times a week we're like, we're good. Yep. And gotcha. so
2: then we said, well, you know, this works out beautifully because there are 7 days in the week. So if we each take 3 days and we each have 3 days that we have the privilege to initiate and romance the other one. And what we decided and agreed to in that moment is that we would make our bedroom no rejection zone. Mm. So we're we're in this place now where we are making a conscious effort to be emotionally aware of what's going on with the other person so Tony you know is not going to romance me and be like hey baby let's have sex yes. on a day when I've got back-to-back meetings clients and yes. you know the kids are all sick he's like okay let's look at your calendar and mm. you know I'm not gonna initiate that day because this day you got, got nothing on your calendar and you're gonna be much more amenable right to having sex on that day and so we had to be more in tune with each other instead of just leaving it up to
0: change very very intentional Mm-hmm. very oh, very intentional so my
1: days right now are Sunday Monday Tuesday yep. we take Wednesdays off and then Elisa's days to initiate our Thursday Friday Saturday
0: so right now to, from to, since then till now you've got the, the days where you're both it's your initiation and yours mm-hmm. and then you look at those days to see if you've got a really crazy schedule you're bogged down or what? right mm-hmm. right
1: yeah we're, we're just it it I allows that. us to have it in our calendar and still have flexibility yeah because we're in we've our lives have only gotten more busy yes truthfully yeah, yeah. Uh, it, our, our our calendars are more full than they've ever been right I mean between one extraordinary marriage our kids other things that are going on creating new content podcasts books courses her full-time coaching I mean our calendars are packed packed and so having that allows us to go okay where are we at like what's Going on, yeah, and we do. We take time each week, and we're just we're just talking. But it doesn't mean it's like every Monday. I'm like, all right, baby doll, it's Monday. It's it's after Monday night football. We're having sex. it's sometimes it's like, hey, you know, (laughs) morning sex. The kids are gone. Yeah, and and we've done it through all seasons. I mean, our kids were were toddlers. And
0: I was going to ask that question by the Mm -hmm. way, like during the sixty. So go go on with that. Yeah, yeah. Like, how did you get sixty days where the kids? Was it always at night because they were sleeping?
2: No, I mean, we actually took advantage. We took advantage of nap times. We took advantage of play dates.
0: Yeah, we, and, but they were and they we were young. They were what, two and five, at two and point? five. We yeah. got we got out of our bed, for,
1: I think, for some of the first times ever. I mean, like we'd have sex in the shower wow. because we're like, uh, well, like, we got some time right now. Yeah. And it's yeah. like it, it doesn't need to be this drawn out thing. And yeah. so like the quickie is out. OK. Sure, mm-hmm. are, are some of those satisfied? are some of those are the hottest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. But yes. I had a big thing like, was she satisfied? Mm. And so I had to overcome that no kidding. like, well, am I the only one really enjoying this? Is she getting any satisfaction out of this? Yeah. And so us having more quickies allowed me to see her still enjoy it. And that allowed me to go, oh, okay, I don't have to feel guilty that I'm the only one getting it. I mean, there's a bunch of stuff that comes in yes. for all of us when yes. it comes to our sexual intimacy. Mm-hmm. And each of us are going to work through it differently.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So, okay. So now we'll go further back. Okay. Okay. Okay back to where you guys met mm. mm.
2: summer of 1994
0: 94. by the way where did you each grow up
2: so i grew up in columbus ohio
1: and i grew up in banning california banning california 30 minutes Let, west of palm springs
0: so give me let's break down a little bit of like your parents yeah so mm how do you feel and it, was it something that, that you uh, were programmed why your marriage became this thing where we were glorified roommates or anything can we go there like is, yeah. is like or give me give me a brief before you met give me some brief things about uh that you could go back to like prior to the, that you actually met were you married before this is your first marriage yeah first okay. for so both we of married us.
2: young I was 22 Tony was 23 okay so we were practically babies yep. um, both of our parents so our parents ha- just one of the unique things about them is that they got married within two months of each other in 1972 really? so Tony's parents mm-hmm. got married in April of 72 and my parents got married in June, June. of 72 um, and both both sets of parents intact um, until Tony's dad died four years ago so mm, they right. we both watched our parents weather a lot of storms yep um, with that my parents are coming up on 50 years this year which is just mind-boggling to Unbelievable. me
1: Unbelievable. but neither of our parents were I mean they wouldn't show as much as we show or share with our kids mm-hmm. at all like I mean in what way Um, I think we knew things were wrong and things were happening and yet they never really pulled us in or said, Hey, this is what's going on. You just knew something was going on. Like your parents. Yeah. yeah, Well, just finances or parents or what, like, you know, you know, when you're only eating tacos every Tuesday or pasta every Wednesday and then pasta's on Sunday, you know, when, when the turkey comes during Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. for her, you know, things are going on. Yes. You just don't know what. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know. Yeah,
2: and neither one of us like you know the fact that we talk about sex and we talk about marriage and all these that was not the families that we grew up in,
1: no. right?
2: Like our like our parents,
1: we, oh, okay.
2: they, they're just not. I mean,
1: my mom the other day I was talking to her, she's like, "Tony, I just need to tell you, hon, I, I love what you do." She's like, "I've never listened to an episode." Are you I'm serious? Like, I was <laughs> just gonna ask that. I'm like, like "Are like, they I'm, horrifying?" I'm like, "I'm like, mom, it's probably best that you don't," and and I'm oh, okay with even, that. I can't even imagine. Your you know. <laughs> dad though her dad my dad
2: especially when we first started it would seem like the only time we would hear from my dad would be oh, after no. we did a show specifically on sex and he so he would like chime in on like messenger or you oh, know no, Facebook he would put it or, up yeah he'd, yeah, he'd be up. like great show today guys and it was always like
1: oral sex like i'm talking oh. about we're talking about oral sex i'm like talking about your daughter giving me oral sex and you're like great episode you guys and i'm thinking okay dad
2: yeah it's like <laughs> It,
1: it, are you so kidding me? He doesn't
2: listen, I don't think he listens that much anymore. I, I think probably after, I don't know, somewhere in the two hundreds he probably
1: But he would he would do those things and I'm just like, All right, dad, that's cool. You know what I mean? Thank it's, you for
2: supporting us in the show. It,
1: in support and we weren't gonna back down. And I remember my when my dad was alive, my dad'd be like, Tone, like, why are you talking about that? I'm like, Because people need to hear about yes. it, Dad. Mm-hmm. Totally. And, and I go, and God's given Elisa and I the ability to go to a place that most people won't. They they'll, won't they'll do it together. Maybe with their spouse, um, but to do it on a podcast, to, to, to really get vulnerable and let things out like we do and, and share. I go, nobody's going to do it. And I go, this is our calling and this is what we're going to do, Dad. And he never got it because he was a plumber, general contractor. W- were
0: your parents Christians? Catholic. 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 Okay, Catholic. Both Catholic oh. families. Wow. Yeah. So you were both mm-hmm. born and, let's say, raised Catholic or yeah. whatever. You yeah. I, le-
1: I left when I was 16. I never got my Confirmation. confirmation.
2: Yeah, and I was, like, Catholic schools all the way through high school.
0: You were? Oh, yeah. And what do you mean you left? What does that mean?
1: Well, because you have to go through, like, you get your first Holy Communion. Yep. And then when you're, like, 16 or something, you get con- you go through confirmation. Okay, got it. Got which it. Which is, like, some other thing. And... Um, I just was upset with the person who was putting it on and the priest at our church. Really? And so they said, you had to do something. And I was just like, "Mm, no, I don't. I'm done. I did that last year and all this stuff. And so I just walked away and told my parents and they were not pleased. I'm sure they were horrified. Yeah. Yeah. And so I walked away until I was 27.
2: Well, until we got married by a Methodist minister at a winery, which doesn't go over really well with Catholic families.
1: (laughs) It's great. Up here in Temecula, it was, it was a gorgeous winery. And so you walked
0: away. Mm-hmm. Completely walked away from, from faith, from God, everything? Everything. everything.
1: Yeah, really? When we met, I mean, at, by the time I met Elisa, I had just turned 21. The year prior, no, no, no. I was 21. At 18, I got my girlfriend pregnant at in college and paid for her abortion. And so I went through some crap. I went through drugs. I I, I that's tripped pretty hard on some drugs. A lot of alcohol. Usage. A lot of alcohol. Yeah, shrooms. just numbing. I, d- I never did shrooms, um, but a lot of pot. That was laced yeah. at times, so that was always interesting. What was it laced with? I have no idea. But I was really? tripping. The the one I remember, maybe I was tripping acid, for maybe? like twelve hours.
0: Maybe like acid, maybe. I'm pretty sure yeah.
1: it was. Yeah. Um, back. I mean, again, we're in the 90s. Yeah. So, um, but then I was like, I'm done with that. But I just went heavy into alcohol. Um, when I met her even I was just coming back from my 21st birthday and had spent it in Vegas and you know just partying hard because was the summer of 94 and I'm like I'm 21 finally and I can I don't have to use this fake ID anymore and yeah. I'd be just I'd, I'd wake up passed out in flower beds on, in Boulder because we met at the University of Colorado and make it back like at 3 a.m. yeah, and yeah. just a mess
0: and that's when you met her
1: that's when mm-hmm. I, that's when we met when we met the whole thing. She was out for an internship in, at Colorado. She went to a small uh, school in Indiana called DePaul University in yep. Greencastle, Indiana, yep. and she came out for an internship. And I was the cook and a hasher, cleanup guy for the um, the fraternity house that they rented out. That this program rented out. I was one of the four guys, so yep. I was the morning cook, and I also did cleanup and all this stuff. And they called us cooks and hashers. And so we had our own place down below. And the directors of the program, though, before we started, we did it the year prior before we started this year. They said, hey, get to know the students. Last it, year, you guys didn't do that yeah, very well. Yep. It was a minority. it did a great job. It was a minority. It was a minority. was it called? It
2: was a minority yeah. science research program.
1: Yeah. Um. So Lisa's Puerto Rican. So that's where she gets her. Are you Puerto Rican? I am. You're
2: kidding me. No, not at
1: all. Wow. She's not in the sun enough. That's why she's fair. I know, skin, I'm very Puerto fair. Rican. But
2: it's the Italian and the German that light me up. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, that that is hundred uh-huh. percent.
0: Yeah, Are you kidding me? Wow!
1: And so th- they said, "Hey, get to know the students more." And so I was like, "Okay." And all of us guys were like, "Okay." There's beautiful, there's beautiful women yeah. here. Like, yeah, sure. we'll, we'll talk to them. <laughs> and so when we met, in my mind, I was still sort of kind of dating the gal who. I dated. She got pregnant. We were on and off. It was a toxic, bad really? relationship.
0: Like, it was booze, bad.
1: Oh, yeah. Mm. Booze, drinking,
0: fighting. Uh,
1: yeah. Smoking, this, that. I mean, it was just jealousy, volatile. Jealousy. Jealousy, everything. Yeah, it was the usual. Volatile. The
0: usual. Yeah. You're young and dumb. The usual we do in our low 20s. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: And then I met her and I was like, oh my gosh, she's so cool. Like, we, we started talking. And and she was we, one of the students. She was one of the students. Yeah. yeah. We watched World Cup soccer. So did you just
0: pick her out and say, okay, guys, I got her. You got her. Were you like, no no it, it was just you know how we claim like no, no that's, that's was it thinking.
1: wasn't like that I think the guys there we were all just sort of like let's just be cool like we're let's just be cool to everybody here and it just so happened we just connected and, and we started talking and
0: and then I threw her so, so did he roll up on you give me the scenario here so
2: it, it's so funny cuz we actually went back to the fraternity house um, for what we call it, our, the 25th <laughs> anniversary of when we started dating, that's that right. was two years oh ago. God. And we walked in and, and you can just like, you smell the reek of the alcohol oh. that's just been saturated into the building <laughs> and everything It like wasn't that.
1: like that 25 years ago.
2: I'm sure it probably they would was. They were just started We were just a lot younger, so you don't notice it as Right. <laughs> right, but, but we bonded, <laughs> you we bonded over the fact that, that was a, there were two things that happened that summer. World Cup soccer, um, summer of 94, so we watched a whole lot of soccer. And then that was also the summer of O.J. Simpson and the White Broncos. Wow, so, like, I we right. remember, like, mm-hmm. we, we were there in front of the TV and we're just watching it. And and it wasn't, it was just the conversations. Like, I remember mm-hmm. being able to talk to Tony and he would take me to Chautauqua Park. And we, you know, I, like, I have this one view, this one memory of just sitting there with the, the clouds the coming below us. And we're sitting there on the rock and yep. we're just talking about, like, <clears throat> real life. Yeah. And I didn't feel like I had to put any pretenses on for him. I didn't feel like I had to be somebody that I wasn't. I could just talk because I was leaving, right? Like and this it, was just this was just a guy I was hanging out with for a summer.
0: Yep. And, and you're like 22 at this point, twenty twenty one. I just 22?
2: turned. He. I turned 20. He threw me 20. my 20th birthday.
1: I, t- I threw her a keger for her 20th. Oh god. There's kidding. the At My buddy's again. apartment. Yeah. We, it was like, hey, you know what? I'm 21. Like, let's throw her a party. I'm, and my my class I'm, act, like, right?
2: Yeah. I mean, you talk about like. I not fall for <laughs> Exactly. Exactly.
1: <laughs> and my buddy, right? I mean, he's like, dude, you're gonna bring a keg over? I'm like, yeah, he's like, Yeah, let's go. Absolutely. Game on. He's like wants to do it. Yeah. So I really want to show her I care. Yeah. Yeah,
2: well, that was our first kiss. It that was.
0: Night. It was. Yeah. Over the, the table. Ta-
1: over the table in the kitchen of my buddy's apartment.
0: Uh-huh. after a beer bong? Was it after uh, they called no, that? No, but what's
2: I what's do that? remember having a full picture like Tupperware we picture of Yeah, We had in my full pictures in our I do remember that. Oh, we Yeah. We did have that. Yeah. It was classy.
1: Exactly. And so a romantic moment. actually... I mean, it actually was.
2: It, there go- was that, like you know, the whole Hollywood, like their eyes lock and yeah. You go oh, into Oh, I still kiss. remember that.
1: Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I I totally remember. I me. totally remember. I, I can get just transported back to that place. I don't remember every single little what,
0: what, piece of what it. What song was playing? It, it had to be. Line. It had
1: to be some grunge song. Had to be. Yeah, oh, it was ninety. Yeah, it was yeah, nineties. Was like. Um, and I
0: was, was, was probably wearing like Pearl Jam. That? What was yeah. the?
1: Pearl Jam or Soundgarden, Soundgarden or yeah, something yeah, yeah. And I'm probably sure I was wearing like some Nirvana. Nirvana, yeah. Wearing like some cuz it was the summer, so I was probably wearing um my like granola shorts, wool socks with big old boots. Probably had some t-shirt on with a flannel like Oh yeah. tied around my waist. Oh yeah, just like, And I had wire rim glasses and I had a big fat goatee.
0: Did you really? Yeah. 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 So,
3: so sexy. I was a goatee guy back <laughs> in the
0: 90s. The whole 90s I was I had a goatee the entire 90s. <laughs> That's impressive. Yeah, it's impressive.
2: Now, keep in mind I had come from this small preppy school yeah. in Indiana, so mm-hmm. like every guy that i had seen for the you know the had three, a goatee. No, no, there were no goatee. Oh, really? Everybody was clean-shaven, khakis, press shirts like the whole night. And oh. so he was like the
0: complete opposite. Oh, so he's kind of like a bad boy.
2: Like a grunge boy, like a I, grunge boy. yeah, okay. like I can't even call him a bad boy, no, no. but it was just so different. <laughs> it was so different, but yeah, so but we had spent that summer with the expectation that it was just a summer thing. Yeah, so we, we we referred to each other as yeah. a summer fling. Yeah, I was supposed to fly back to Indiana at the yep. end of August. This was never going to be anything nope. it, more than just yeah. hey, we were weeks,
1: fun. eight fun. weeks, like check it out. That's it. And so, did you her have a cell phone at this point? Because I think cell no. phones were just coming out mm-hmm. at this point. Nextels were out, but um, didn't really have one. Yeah, you know, I, I started working for a guy who was like one of the first Nextel reps in Boulder. Yeah, that was sort of interesting. Yeah, um, but I ended up taking her to the airport. Stapleton Airport at the time was the airport out of Denver, and this was when you could get in. You know, drop them off at the gates and yep. all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and I remember just walking in with my sunglasses on, and you know, she's like, and I'd given her flowers. Oh, and, and she's like, "Are you gonna take off your sunglasses?" Not another keg. No, <laughs> no.
2: no. You can't take a keg like, on the airplane. It's harder. Like, like
1: rolling it down With a dolly. the terminal. Yeah. yeah, we're like, "Hey, we'll just drink as we go down." Yeah, that's um, true love. That's true. That yeah, would have been. Yeah. And uh, I just remember her just like, "Are you gonna take off your sunglasses?" I'm like, "No," because yeah, well, oh god, you're emotional. I was just a mess because she it was, seriously it was wow. so only supposed to be a summer fling, and here I am. You fell. Uh, here I am. I'm like, this is the girl yeah this is this is her i've i've been around boulder i've i i got it i've met many a girls in boulder she's the one yeah. and i was just a mess so i didn't take them off i gave her a kiss goodbye and i said "So i mean basically didn't, something the best the best to you turned around and started bawling didn't you say let's keep in touch we really never even said anything like that. Yeah,
2: I, I, I can't remember what the conversation was. It's so funny because I can't remember what the conversation was. Did you feel the there. vibration Oh, here? oh totally. totally. Because I go home, like I fly back to Columbus. My parents pick me up. And I remember my dad, you know, they take me out to dinner. So it's my mom, my dad, and my little brother. And I announce right there, like I've been home all of six hours. I announce right there that I'm not going to go to grad school after I graduate. So I was going, I was flying back home to go to my senior year of college, after which I was supposed to go to grad school and do all of these things because
1: that's dad, because
2: that was my dad's plan, right? Like you're you're going to be super educated and you're going to be, you know, able to provide for yourself, be independent. So (laughs) we're having dinner. I'm home six hours and I say, so I'm not going to grad school. Bomb number one, bomb number two, I've met this guy and like I, I, we must have had some kind of connection there because I, I remember saying, I think. I, I'm going to see where this
1: goes did you exchange phone numbers yeah we know oh, yeah we, yeah. Phone we, numbers, we knew yeah. phone numbers yeah. email I mean back then you had I the dot here. the dot edu oh yeah we were
2: we were like the original AOL
0: <laughs> well, we I mean, were
2: before that was before AOL yeah.
1: Before AOL, we used to sit in our computer labs and use the dot edu yes. yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah
2: so yeah so my Tony was not my dad's favorite because I had said two things one I'm going to pursue a guy and two I'm not going to go to grad
0: school so, so you I'm not going to grad school yeah and then mm-hmm. you said I met a guy what did you Say after that, what do you and we Uh, say, okay, that's great.
2: And they said, and by the way, I need to be back on campus because on Monday, like this was all like 48 hours I was with my parents, and I just dropped all these bombs on them.
0: And what do you mean you need to be back on campus? Where's that? I
2: was going back, so I flew back to Ohio, but my campus, uh, like I was going to school in Indiana, yep. So it was just like a quick weekend turnaround. I'm like, hey, and so mom
0: and dad had to drive her back to Indiana to get her back to, to school for my senior year. Got it, yeah, okay. And so he dad was horrified.
2: My dad was just beyond, beyond. Really? Yeah, because, like, I because you're I,
0: 20 at this point. I'm 20. Yeah. 20. I mean, what do you know?
2: <laughs> like, what do I? Like, there's a guy, and you're giving up grad guy? school. and yeah,
0: exactly. He cut me a keg. <laughs>
2: you know, I love that part. Could you
0: out. imagine? You didn't <laughs> tell him that. And I
2: didn't tell him that. They, they may not. I don't even know if they still know. Uh, you imagine?
1: I don't know. I'm sure they've. Now nah, who knows? We'll make sure he know. listens to this yeah. one. We'll know. make sure
0: he listens to this podcast. They don't know. Yeah, Dad, we love you. Yeah. That's what did it. That was the that was the move. Mm. That was the closing move. Yes, the the keg, keg. The keg. The keg with the kiss. Oh gosh,
3: That's
0: it. The keg, the keg kiss. That, 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 the keg all right. So, so <laughs> the keg kiss. I gotta find the, out where that we're, apartment. We're is. We're dubbing this. The yes. Keg, the keg kiss. There the we kiss. go. The big move. Yeah. The, the people need Coming to learn. In. People need to learn from Everybody's this.
2: Everybody's gotta have a big
0: move. Yeah. The big move. Gotta have a big move. All right. So you tell dad this, and then what was when was the first contact that you made to each other after you parted ways? Who called who? I you remember Ooh, i, I would I,
2: I remember like don't i don't remember any conversations that weekend when i was home i'm sure we must have talked on the phone but i do remember getting back to campus being there early because i was working for the university that fall and so there wasn't hardly anybody on campus and i remember mm-hmm. sitting in the sorority on the floor in one of the sorority um, you
0: were with a sorority i was with a sorority You with the fraternity mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay yeah
2: and i remember it was before everybody came back and i'm on the phone with him and he starts you know we're just kind of catching up and he's like yeah well i was telling the guys about my girlfriend and he had never called me as a girlfriend before, and never. so I immediately go back to toxic. Oh my gosh, I've been gone for like ten days, and you're already talking about somebody else. I like went. Oh nuts. god,
0: you thought it was somebody else. I thought it.
2: I thought it was the ex-girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. And so I get slightly feisty when I get upset, yeah. and so I started being no. like, "What do you mean? What do you mean you have a girlfriend? Like, well, how did that happen so fast?" And he pauses, as he often does with me, and still does, you know, twenty-seven years later. And he's like, "I was talking about you." And that yeah. was,
0: yeah, that was. You, did you start crying? Were you emotional?
2: I, I realized I just really put my foot in my mouth. Yeah. Yeah, that was. And I'm like, You're embarrassed. oh, totally embarrassed. Yeah. Totally embarrassed. It was a great moment, though.
0: Yeah, it was. And, h- and how long after you parted ways did that happen? Like within a week or two? I think
2: it, was within, it had to have been within that first week.
1: Yeah, it was probably within the first week or two because that would have been August. And what I suggested we do is that I fly her back out for a weekend. And this is
0: when you talked on the phone. You suggested this. Yes. This yeah. Like phone. not after, prior to leaving. When not you were, prior to when leaving. you were bawling with no, your sunglasses. No, this
1: is now we're, we're on phone calls and dot edu edu. And, and I'm telling her, I'm like, why don't you come back out? I'll fly you out. We'll get a weekend up at Winter Park and we'll just see what happens. Because we're talking now almost every day. Like my first month phone bill, I remember was probably, this is back in the day again. Yeah, we, don't, yeah, we don't have yeah. unlimited right. talk, text, yep. chat, blah, blah, blah. Yep. It, it was over $600. Yes. For a college student who didn't have money. Right.
0: Yeah. I remember this actual phone mm-hmm. bills. You, yes. Yeah. Yeah,
1: so you'd, you'd look through and you're like, we talked for two hours. Yes. You can see how long I'm you like, talk. and oh, we it was talked. Oh, so my God. Right. right. And, well, and, and, and wait, and we talked for two hours, and then I called her back. Like 15 minutes later and talked for another 20 minutes and, and I mean it was just like oh my gosh like so I, at that point in time I was just like there's something here and if we're gonna if we're gonna make a move then we need to figure it out sooner than yeah. later mm-hmm. yeah which freaked her out yeah it I did
2: I, oh, I was panicked I was like what if, what if there's nothing there what if we don't like each other and he's like well at least we'll have a good weekend in Winter park yeah that was that. Was, he's like
1: <laughs> it was fall time in, in in the Rockies I mean I have two pictures of Elisa from that trip that are to this day still some of my most favorite pictures of her. Really, I had a 1994 Nissan pickup truck, white, single, no no crew cab or anything, just a single cab. And I remember um, it was just golden. It was just yeah. all the Aspens are just changing. And she, she was just standing beside it. And this, again, cameras back in the day, you just start taking pictures. And I have two pictures of her. One's one's a little bit farther back, and one's a close up of yeah. her near the truck with the aspens. And to this day, they're and they're my favorite. And
0: these are the ones that had to be developed. Yes, like an actual like
2: we didn't fo- know they were good pictures
0: photo that had to be developed. Yes, yeah. like a week or the twenty four hour thing. Yeah, yeah. And so I I, I got to see this picture. You still? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's on my Facebook because I,
1: I I posted every pretty much every birthday of hers. You do. Yeah. Because, it, again, it's one of my favorite. It's just that's the girl oh, I fell in love with. Wow. And she's more beautiful now. Oh, and, I mean, after 27 years, 25 years married, she's more beautiful now than I could ever imagine. Yeah. And yet that just takes me back to a moment in time where it's just like, wow, how—even though, like, now I'm a believer yeah. and I truly believe that God moves, even though I wasn't a believer and I was so yeah. far away yeah. that God brought us together— that summer and put us in that place where we had such an amazing weekend that after that weekend it was like we're boyfriend and girlfriend and we are gonna we are gonna figure out how figure we're out. gonna make this work
0: and happen. And so you think you same thing, it went really well.
2: Yeah, the weekend went amazing and, and we knew that really there was
0: good sex. I was gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> I'm assuming.
1: <laughs> and it was a German town, so I was like
2: it, oh, was, yeah. it was I a beautiful
1: townhome. i remember it was a beautiful town home with like a loft i remember us was, it was, it was, yeah, it was really a great up place there. but yeah. the
2: food le- just because it was all like german restaurants in the town and i'm like wow that you know we're talking like sauerkraut and, yeah and stuff like that. i'm like oh not really past the breath mints um <laughs> yeah that was a great weekend and and that weekend was really the catalyst like we started i mean the amount of money we spent on long distance phone bills over that year Oh, a my lot. gosh. It was and, a lot of money. So you went back. I Yeah, I went back to Indiana. By we, the way,
0: how did Dad feel that you were taking off for a weekend again? Did he know? Did you not tell I, him? I'm
2: pretty sure I would not have you told him. You didn't tell him. him I that. don't think so. No. Good Catholic girls do not fly to Colorado. Does he know this to this day? Yeah. I mean, we filled them in he on a lot now. of the stories. Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, no, no. I mean, everything we've everything we shared is on yeah. the on our Podcast. Yeah, so it's yeah, sure. Yeah. We had to get over ourselves when we started our podcast and not have any concerns of what our parents would say if stuff we hadn't yes. had told them. Yes. We, we had to have those conversations and just go, you know what? Our parents are our parents, and yet this is our life. And so how are we going to live it? But dad had issues with me early on. He wrote a letter.
0: Did he meet you before he had issues, or he just had issues just because you were dating his 20 year old daughter?
1: Uh, no, we, we had met.
2: Well, so my parents came out for parents' bought, weekend. You should have bought him a keg. Yeah. So my parents and Tony <laughs> yeah. were all out for parents' uh, weekend. and
0: That's right.
2: So this would have been probably two months. Yeah, it would have been October of 94. And so Tony walks in the sorority house, and my parents are there, and he walks up to me, and he's like, hey, Elise. and oh, no. My name the is nickname. Elisa.
1: The nickname. And
2: I've my parents oh, specifically no. gave me a name. My dad's whole thing was that he like never wanted nickname. me to have a nickname. Oh, wow. And so- you know, except for like, you know, pet names and things like that. Like he would call me, you know, sweetie and dear and all that kind of stuff. Oh, but nobody man. had ever shortened Elisa, at least in front of my dad. And so Tony <laughs> nobody says Nobody had this, at that point. And my dad looks at Tony and takes this very stern voice and is like, oh, her uh, name is Elisa.
0: Is this the first <laughs> time you met him? Yes. yes. This is the first. This <laughs> is the first yes. word spoken. have started out worse.
1: worse. Yep. And I, I didn't give a rip. I was just like, okay, how you doing? Like I was so I was so, I, I was, I, was I mean no no manners no were you, were you doing
0: drugs at this point drinking a lot mm-hmm. oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. drugs I don't know if I was doing weed much
1: drugs at that point in time but definitely alcohol yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot you didn't care no I, you, I really didn't I I was just like no is, respect this is her yeah I I didn't have that and, and and I didn't have a dad who taught me how to do that yeah, either yeah um I had to. Sort of come up and figure it out with my buddies on the street. Yeah, um, and so that's the way we did it in Banning.
0: Uh, and I was telling, I was telling, because when you went, you were over there on the other side mm-hmm. of the show, and, and Tony and I were talking about. Because I asked, "Is it how's it pronounced, Elisa?" And he said, least Think about it as like one Elise, one Lisa." Yeah. yeah. And he said, "But and wh- how did the Elise come up?" I you said I uh, just
1: I, you know, and I just sort yeah. of I, and I just said, "Hey, you know, but my nickname for her is uh, Elise." Yeah. Yeah, that's and, right. Yeah. And and we just started talking about it and He's like, oh, that's interesting. How did that come up? And yeah. I'm
0: know. like, Elise, I'm like, so um, that's right. I go, you know, are, are you from East Coast or something? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And because everybody from East Coast, we all. And he said, then you mentioned her father he told me the story. And I said, well, obviously, the father's not from the East Coast. But it turns <laughs> out he is. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Like, so my my dad moved from Puerto Rico to New Jersey when he was four years old.
0: Because in Jersey, you know, from Jersey, uh-huh. we nickname everybody. Right. Nobody's their own name. Yeah. That's why I'm J D. Back in high school I was D. I was just letter D. <laughs> my real name's actually John. The you know, only were, one that calls me that's my mother. Yeah. John?
3: Oh. D.
2: Yeah.
0: Because right. we can't pronounce you know it's gotta be real short. Elise. Yeah. See, that's perfect. Elise. Okay. All right, so that's that's hilarious that. Okay, so how did that go right off the bat? Was he pissed off?
2: Oh, my dad, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was not He
0: held his tongue over the weekend.
2: He did, but he wasn't he wasn't real thrilled. And then like, but we kept dating, yeah. right? So he's like, okay, this guy is not going anywhere.
0: <laughs> he won't leave. He, <laughs> he won't leave. leave. And Get then of summer this.
2: of the s- my senior year, so, you know, this is now April, May, um, following that fabulous October incident, um, the university offers me a job in admissions. So this is amazing. Like, I'm going to have a job after I graduate. Fantastic. Yeah. This is the mid-90s. We yes. were in the middle of not getting jobs and There's all this a recession. kind of stuff. And so I call Tony. Can't get him at his apartment, so I page him because this is the mid '90s. The, so the pager, pager. Yeah, the
1: pager, That's right. That's right. And so he calls me back. He's a love getting pages, good
2: He's out because he was a TA that semester. He's out no, of the bar.
1: RA. No, no a TA. TA. Yeah. yeah, I was a TA. He was a
2: TA. He's out of the bar with his class because <laughs> and... we just had it
1: ended. So I was like, "All right, everybody, like, meet up on the hill. We're gonna go celebrate uh, the end of the semester. Let, let's go. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, let's all just if, as long as you're." Twenty one, like y- you're welcome
2: so he calls me back probably on a pay phone I would have to think mm-hmm. since you were out and I tell him and I'm super excited I'm like oh my gosh like I'm gonna have a job like this is amazing and he gets very quiet mm. again and says you're gonna have to choose I'm not doing this long-distance thing again it's either you're gonna take the job and we're yeah. gonna we're gonna be done or or you're not and then we'll you know we'll keep going we'll see yeah. where this is gonna yeah. go yeah. yeah and I'm just like oh So I call my house.
0: Was he basically saying move out to where he's at? Well, that
2: and that had originally been the plan that I Ah. Ah. we've been we've
0: been talking about that. That was the
1: plan because I still had another year of school to finish because I took a year off to get in state residency. So Mm. I was, even though we were in the same class, high school graduating class, I was a year behind in college because I took a year off to work get in state residency in Colorado, so I could pay for my my education. And so I was just like, I know I got another year. But if we're doing this long distance thing again, I just can't. Like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I, I I would drive 16 hours
0: to go see her. I really? Would, I
1: would leave class. Because uh, flights
0: th- were too expensive.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're a college student. Yeah. I, what yeah. do I? I'm like, I don't have the money, but I could. Gas was cheap, right? Yeah. You yeah. Know, back then, 99 cents, 75 yeah. cents right. in Kansas. I mean, a little lower than
0: now. Yeah. Yeah. And so mm. I would
1: jump in my car after class on a m- Thursday. I'd make it there on a Friday. I'd hang out Saturday, Sunday, leave as late as I could on Sunday, Sunday to, to make it class on Monday.
0: Unbelievable.
2: Yeah, he was. it was nuts.
0: It was crazy. It was just And you were only like 22, 21, 21 at this point? 21, 21, 22. 21 years old. Doing all yeah. that. This is
2: insane. Yeah. yeah. Now I laugh when people are like, oh, it's just, it's too hard to make relationships work. I'm like, do you know? Do you, like, yeah. you when people talk now yeah, about yeah. not putting forth effort? Yeah. I think back to th- the things that we did and how we did it to make our because we didn't have FaceTime, like we had to actually write letters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I still have a stack of mail
0: and talk to each we other. We had to talk rather than text,
2: right? You did, a- and so we're in this place, and, and you know, I, I just think about the amount of effort. But when he told me that I had to choose, I immediately call my house, talk to my mom, and I'm like, "Mom, you're not," and I'm just like super dramatic, right? I'm a yeah, twenty year old girl. Oh yeah and my boyfriend is just giving me an ultimatum there's nothing but drama here yeah and so i tell my mom that tony's giving me this uh, ultimatum my mom tells my dad
1: and not so much in the way like
0: he was fired up he was oh, he was he was
2: excited my dad wrote tony a letter that went through snail oh, we mail go, to get to we him, go
1: which i wish we still had i uh, really wish we still what? had and i don't know why we got rid of it
2: i think we thought things well things got good yeah right oh, and so yeah, we didn't absolutely. need to keep it as we a didn't... reminder but but was it handwritten or typed
1: I'm pretty sure it was typed.
2: Yeah. So Give me multiple gist. page typed letter yeah. about how meeting Tony has really been to the detriment of my life. How there are all these things that I've given up <laughs> and how it's incredibly unfair. Oh, that, about you? Well, yes. like I've given up all these things because this he was influence. speaking for
0: you. Yes. yes.
2: Oh, yes.
3: Oh,
0: yeah.
2: And, and about how, you know, before Tony, I had all of these dreams. And at, now that I have this man in my life. Tony, you, um, you're like basically robbing Elisa of her dreams and, and you know, putting her life on this trajectory. Oh, it was fabulous. Yeah. Fabulous. It was, <laughs> so, it was
1: absolutely amazing when I got to read that. So I'm like, what the heck is this? When I got it in the mail. Yeah. Got it she, in the mail. Yeah. yeah. Proceeded <laughs> to call Elisa and I'm like, what's up with this letter your dad wrote me? And she's like, what letter? I'm like.
2: Because oh, oh. I didn't know. My dad didn't tell me.
1: Yeah. And so I just, I was like, all right, here it is. And I read it to her and she's like, Oh no he didn't And oh, she's like I'll call you back And I'm like oh, Okay
2: So then I call up To my house And my mom answers again Here's yeah. mom And I'm like yeah. Where's dad And she's like He's not here right now And I said You tell him He has to call me When he gets home And so my dad calls And he's like Honey what's up And I said You have You have two choices Or you have one choice To make yeah. I said, my graduation, and my graduation was probably about three weeks yeah. away at that point in time, two or three weeks. And this had, this was like my dad's crowning achievement, right? Like like yeah. education was the big thing. I was the one to graduate. I'm yeah. the he first
1: was, a, And you were the first in that generation who was getting
0: your degree. Like of all my cousins degrees. and stuff. Yeah. 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 So it was
2: a super big deal. And I said, you have a choice to make. You either call Tony and apologize to him or you do not come to my college graduation.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was like,
2: I look now, having a 19-year-old son now and thinking about where I was as a 20-year-old.
1: Dude, she was brutal.
2: I was I, like, I look back and I'm like, oh my gosh. What, I did, what did he say? Me. He took a deep breath and he said, I understand what you're saying. And he hung up and I hung up. And I called Tony and I'm like, you should be getting a phone call from my dad. That's the plan. And my dad did call. Mm -hmm. And apologized and showed up to my college graduation.
0: Do you remember the apology? I don't.
1: I don't. I remember. The gist? You were probably drunk. No, I wasn't. No. (laughs) I I just don't remember it. Like, I just remember being at her graduation and driving out to her graduation because we were filling up my truck with all of her stuff because she was moving back to Colorado after graduation Mm -hmm. with me. And her parents were there. And I brought a, a, one of my good buddies, Jay, came with me too to just help out and everything. But that's what I remember.
0: That's what you remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was he just beside himself?
2: It was just. I mean, there was definitely tension. Yeah. But you know, it's like I was talking to a, a young woman that we know who's engaged and she's getting married. And and I think one of the things, like I look back now at all the years of our marriage, and I look at what was established right there, and it was you know even even as a twenty year old young woman, I was willing to make a stand for my marriage. Mm. And I look at, you know, whether we're talking about the 60 Day Sex Challenge or we're talking about how I talked to my parents or how, you know, Tony and I have operated over all these years and so much of it comes back to are you willing to take a stand for what matters? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's what I did in that moment. Like I like I knew Tony and I were going to be something and so I, I made a stand. You felt it. You knew it. I knew it. Like, did I know that we were going to have the ability to impact, you know, thousands and thousands, thousands. upon marriage? Hundreds no. of thousands. I, I didn't know that but what I knew was that what we had was worth fighting for a- and I wasn't going to let you know in that case my dad or you know other people take that from me I was going to go after it and if it, if it didn't work it wasn't going to work because of us Yeah, it wasn't going to be impacted by somebody else saying you're not going to work.
0: It, it wouldn't be for lack of trying on your part. Correct. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is perfect now because we're going to are we're rolling right into this now. So what you just said because talk to me about we're going to segue now with this because mm-hmm. came to me as far as What mistake do people make in the beginning? Do or do they? Do they think okay, this is true love? They don't talk about marriage, like how it's going to be afterwards.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: You you understand what I'm saying? Like, where do you think people in the beginning? And I've always people that ask me, I say, my mom taught me have the talk Mm -hmm. before locking in.
2: Okay. Mm -hmm.
0: Here's so we each have some individuality. As we move forward, yeah. you're you, I'm me. I enhance you. I mm-hmm. want you to be you. I like this. I don't like this. Like I use, I, I make this as a joke all the time in the showroom. Yeah. But I made my wife sign an air conditioning clause <laughs> before we said, "Okay, baby, we're doing this thing. We're moving in together, and yeah. this is going to be a done deal." But prior to doing this in lock, we the talk. My talk was my one thing, main thing was. The, the the house will be like a meat locker for the rest of our lives. That's how cold it's going to be. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is our that Christian a problem class, with you? Because if it is, then I'm sorry. We're not going to be able to move forward mm-hmm. here. I'm using this as one funny yeah. example. No, yeah, but, yeah, I, yeah. I, but I get it. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, totally. Because then later, everybody thinks that they can, You and, and this is why I'm going to ask mm-hmm. you all this, because this is what I've always said. Like, everybody in the beginning thinks it's, oh, it's great. Mm-hmm. The honeymoon phase. Beautiful. Or I can change. Later on, I can it's going to get yeah. better when we get married.
3: Right. hmm
0: Or is that the mistake? They think it's going to get all these things that they don't like about him or her are going to get better because then you're married and it's going to get better automatically.
2: Mm.
0: Like, give me give me your input on that. Your insight.
2: There's a lot. Yes, we it doesn't matter how many times you hear, you know, you can't change someone. There is still always this belief that, well, they love me enough. They will actually change. Right. Gotcha. Right. Like, I know he's got those quirks and I know she does that kind of thing. But you know what? We're so in love. Like, love will change everything. No, no, right. they're still going to do that kind of stuff yes. after you're married. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But now you're like, that's permanent. You're like, yes, that's permanent. So make sure you like that because it's not going anywhere.
0: And do you talk about this a lot? Like, or do you go through this exact scenario? Like. People that are getting ready to maybe get married. Oh, yeah. Like advise them, hey, prior to get. Because do, well, do,
2: you've got to talk about, I think one of the biggest cha- challenges that couples face now is that everything is so perfect, mm. right? When yeah. you look at people's social media, yes. you know every, every other couple out there is having the amazing date nights yes. and they're wearing the great clothes yep. and the, their food looks incredible and the yep. dates are amazing. Yep. And so you're like, well, this, is, this must be married life. A- and it's not. You yeah. know, you can have amazing dates and great food and all yes. that kind of stuff. But married life is also, you know, viral migraines when you least expect it. Yeah.
1: Right. Loss of a child. huh $50,000 in debt. No, no, no clue how you're going to get out. You know, I, 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 a lot of it too, I think for the, for any of us is, especially when you're, you're young. I mean, there's stuff that's going on are you willing to address some of the big stuff? And those are things that Elisa and I didn't do, yeah, and yeah. so we had to address it later on in life. And so for us, it's a lot of, hey, you know what, put more time into your marriage than your wedding, and you're gonna have the extraordinary mm. you desire, right? That's I mean, great. that's that, That's just, I mean, I hear people all the time, they're, they're spending five, 10, 20, 30 grand on their wedding. More than, yeah, even a- more. And, Easily, and, yeah. And yet when things are going awry, they're complaining because I've told them to go buy a book for sixteen ninety five. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute here. What, what What's missing? And a lot of it is social media now. Um, and that's where I think Elise and I sort of pierce through that and just get to the truth of stuff. Yeah. Like, let's talk about the truth. And when um, somebody's talking about like, hey, we're, we're, we're engaged. And I'm like, you better talk about the real stuff. Yes. You guys, you guys both have things that you're bringing to the plate. You better bring up your, your credit scores. You better talk about debt. You better talk about... You know, what does your spiritual intimacy look like? What does it look like, you know, to be physically intimate with one another? You know, all these different things. You got to talk about it now. Yes. And I think Elisa and I had a very good ability to do that early on. We lost our way, though. You did. And we we started to clam up and we started going to our own corners and instead of being side by side and being on a football team and going after the quarterback, the problem together, we went on our own corners and we put our gloves on and we started coming after each other. Mm. And so which is pretty common, which is very, oh, very, common. Common. very common. I remember getting a, a DM on Instagram from a from someone once and she goes, um, I've been married a week. I think I married the wrong guy. Yeah. And I went back to her and I said, you guys don't even know how to sleep in the same bed. It's been a week. Yeah, like you don't even know how to sleep in the same bed. Yeah, with him yet. Yep. I go listen to a couple of these episodes. Boom, let's get you moving. Like, I I, I get it, but it sounds like there's there's something going on here, yeah. and maybe you just got the uh, the happiness of the the wedding and all that now has faded, and it's like, oh my gosh, what I just do? Yeah, and, and that happens, yeah. and yet it doesn't mean it's the end, and and so we're pretty. We're pretty like, hey, check out this episode, check out that episode, check out this book, you know, check out this resource.
0: Mm-hmm. And what, so what do you think took you off? You said you got off track. What do you think sent you off track? You said you were good and then you got I off. Think, or?
2: Well, and I, I, I actually would say that's probably, I think that's actually a stretch. I think we, I really think we had challenges from the beginning. Yeah. Um, We had, we had flashes of good. Yeah. Flashes of good, but we didn't. We didn't know what we didn't know. It's mm. actually, you know, we hear this so often from those that are dating and engaged who listen to the show and they talk about, oh my gosh, I never thought about having that conversation, right? And and so we've, we've normalized the hard conversations for literally for a generation, but we didn't know how to have it. And so like if things didn't go our way, we came in with our own bad communication habits. I mean, you want to talk about what sets couples yes. down a path? Yes. You walk in with your own baggage mm. and a lot of people don't want to own their baggage, right? Like right. I can see yours. Yeah. Right. You got this nice yes. designer set. You got like twenty-five pieces there. Like all of those are problems. Yes. Mine, mine's like teeny tiny, it like fits in a Ziploc bag. And you know, it's like like I can just shove it away and you're and the other person's like, uh uh-uh. uh, that's like a dumpster back yeah. there. Um and and by and large, we're not ever taught growing up how to address the problems. Right? Because yes. every family's got their own measure of dysfunction. Nobody's oh, yeah. family's no perfect. Question. And if we don't learn how to have the hard conversations. We don't learn how to talk to people that are different than us, then when we get married and we think it's supposed to be rainbows and unicorns, and all of a sudden you disagree with me, what the heck am I supposed to do with that? You love me, why are you disagreeing with me? Why is this hard? Mm -hmm. And that's, for us, that's where I fell into what I had learned growing up. And my mom avoids confrontation, Mm. and she will shut down like a power outage, and so she, and that's what I learned. And so when Tony and I, early in our marriage, Like if I felt like I was in trouble or if he didn't like what I did, I would just turn off because that was my model. And it wasn't until probably six or seven years in six or seven years in that I he sat me down and he said, you're not you're not doing this anymore.
1: Yeah, and I come from an so Italian It's driving you crazy. Yeah, because I come from an Italian family and everybody screams at each other no matter if you're at the dinner table or just I mean everybody's just screaming, right? And and everybody everything gets resolved eventually and you're like, "Cool, like let's roll." Yeah. And so she's doing she's doing that and I'm like, "We can't we can't continue this." And so we got to figure out some way for us to engage one another and strengthen our emotional intimacy. And so one of the big things was, you know, I get it. I get too excited. You shut down. Where's the skill? Like, what do do we got to learn here? So that way I understand that I'm starting to ratchet it up and which is causing you to shut down or something's going on and you're starting like, I'm not even upset or yelling or screaming or anything, but you're already starting to shut down, which then makes me ratchet up. And so we had to engage one another and be willing to go, okay, what's happening? And for us, I think one of the big things was always growing up was, you know, you sit across the table from one another, you hold your, hold each other's hands or knee to knee, and you look into each other's eyes and you're going to talk to one another. Mm. And I felt like that was intimidating. I felt it was like putting me on the spot and i didn't know what to say and so i would get frustrated mm-hmm. and i would like i would know what i wanted to say but it wouldn't come out of my mouth and it, it was just so frustrating and so uh, and so i would just blow up because
0: i couldn't get and so it so what out. circumstance was this that you were doing that
2: well i mean for you know, in the mid 90s yeah. you know a lot of the relational marriage advice was you know you need Were you going it,
0: to did you go to counseling we, we did, we did, we
2: did. But this, like, even in the books and stuff, you know, yeah. to have good communication, you're yeah. going to sit across the table from okay. somebody, and you're going to make eye contact. Like yep. it was the whole, like, okay. eye contact. Movement. That's what I
0: was getting at. Was yeah. where did you get that from? Yeah, yeah.
2: It, it was, you know,
0: it, it was very well
1: written. And it was very well discussed in that time frame. Yeah, even and, and even that by that point in time, we had we had gone back to church, and we'd be hearing it from the pulpit and all that sort of stuff, or talking to other people, and so it, it was very common in our sphere. And yet, for me. I wasn't, I wasn't able to get my words out. I took dents out of cars. Yeah, I wasn't articulate. Yeah. I, I didn't know how to express myself, nor did I know how to speak to Elisa in ways that allowed her to go, "Oh, okay, I hear what you're saying, Tony." one thing I've learned over the years is that communication is a skill, and it can be learned. Because mm-hmm. this wasn't Tony 12 years ago. Right. This wasn't Tony, you know, 14, 15 years ago. Like now, I can do that. But then it was, it was frustrating, and so we had to learn that instead of us doing. Conversations that way, we had to we had to turn side by side, shoulder to shoulder, like we had to be able to move. We had to do something
0: different to break that up.
2: Mm -hmm. Got it. Mm -hmm.
0: And so, what I'm getting at, or what I'm hearing here, is communication. Hundred percent. It's huge. Yeah.
2: Hundred percent. I mean, the emotional intimacy that a couple has really it's the foundation for everything that they do. Yeah. Right. All the verbal and nonverbal communication it drives everything because if you if you can't relate to one another through your words, through, through your body language, then you won't be able to navigate anything else. A- and we don't, as a society, I don't think we put enough value on actually equipping young people, engaged you know, folks to say, you're gonna have hard conversations. Yeah. And, and here are different tools in your toolbox. You don't always have to just sit across the table from each other and talk eye to eye, but really saying, how can we equip you as you're entering into marriage to actually do this well?
1: And with different forms, you can still do it. And yet how are we how are we still engaging? Elisa and I can still have text messages. We can still message each other in different ways. Yeah. And yet is that the only way we're gonna do it? If it's a big topic, if it's something that needs to be discussed, is that the way we're gonna handle it? Or have we matured enough, which we have, to know that, hey, we brought it up here and yet this isn't the place where we're gonna we're gonna keep going. Like we're gonna shut shut this down right now. We're gonna pick a time, we're gonna set up a time where we can address the problem.
0: Mm-hmm. So what would you say, and we talked about this earlier, because I said, what do you think the percentages of people that are, you know, what was it, a sexless marriage, mm-hmm. that are basically glorified roommates? I'm, I am mean, there's a very large percentage that I see of that are exactly that. What is the, is, is there mistakes being made? How does this happen? why does it happen? Why is it so common? Why is the divorce rate 50% plus and probably actually more should be more if people actually took, had the balls to do it. Do you, well, you know what I'm yeah,
2: yeah. Cause there are a lot of people that are just probably
0: 75 in my opinion.
2: There, there are a lot of people that are just going through the motions. Exactly. They're just going through the motions and it's easier. Um, I mean, I, I coach all of the couples and individuals yeah. at one extraordinary marriage. And I will tell you, there are a lot of people that aren't getting divorced simply because, I mean, I've had people tell me I like my house. Or I won't do it for the sake of my kids or you know I I would be embarrassed and and so you get into all these places I'm like okay but then then you actually have to change your life because this life that you're living yeah this was not the life you were designed to live and and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that most people don't expect to have to work at marriage Hmm. there is still very much this idea that if we love each other enough yeah we're good that should be enough to carry us through and yet you know i'm sitting here in in your podcast or in your podcast studio right to make this happen so that it was excellent you had to invest time money resources why because you weren't just you know half doing it right right you wanted it to be something extraordinary, and and you're learning and you're asking questions and you're doing all this kind of stuff we don't have that same expectation of marriage We'll just figure it out. People don't want to invest in marriage coaching. They don't want to invest in marriage retreats. They're just like, we'll just figure it out. And yet the average couple wait six or seven years until they get help. And that's six or seven years of being miserable.
0: So that's the average. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They wait six or seven years to actually go out and get help or think they need help. Yeah. Now let me ask you this. Is uh, how many are salvageable? Are they all salvageable? Or is it like when the spark is gone, how do you get the spark back? Besides going on a sixty-day sex, sex challenge. challenge, which is absurd,
2: right? That that's generally not generally not the pre- prescribed course of action, right? Yeah. Um, are they salvageable? In most cases, yes. They are. If and this is a really big if, yes. If both spouses are willing to make an effort,
0: if they're willing to make an effort,
2: I, I, and
0: we
1: say often being intentional yeah. and taking action, yeah, like. E- e- and even if it's just you starting out, are you willing to be intentional and take action? Are they? Absolutely. We wouldn't be doing one extraordinary marriage if we if we didn't. We wouldn't get hugs every single week yeah. if we didn't see the the breakthrough that people are having. And and it can happen multiple times, right? I think that's the big yeah. thing with marriage is that it is work. And you are going to have seasons. You are going to come mm-hmm. up against multiple things in the duration of your marriage till death do us part yes it's not just a oh wow we lost a child and nothing ever bad is going to ever happen to us again right like that would be great but yeah. we don't live in la la land and i don't live on on a 30 minute sitcom yeah so let, let, let's get real with one another and are you willing to be in it and if you are the extraordinary and i've seen it can happen yeah and so that's where where my drive and my passion, and why I wake up every morning, is because it's like, all right, who's the one couple? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the who's, one couple, who's one at one, a time. Yeah, mm-hmm. who's the one couple we're touching? It's why we wrote our our best selling book, The Six Pillars of
0: Intimacy. Six Pillars of Intimacy. That's I don't know if you can see
1: it, and I mean that's that's twelve years of us studying marriages and ourselves.
0: Is this on audiobook, by the way?
1: It is coming it out. Be. It's, it's going to be on audiobook. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it just got accepted a couple of days ago for audiobook. you kidding me. Nope. perfect. Yeah. Yep. So but that's why we wrote that because we wanted to give the framework yeah. for couples who are like, well, this and this and this and, and all, everything's just a mess. And yet we just go here are the six pillars of intimacy. Emotional, physical, financial, spiritual, recreational, sexual intimacy. There you go. Those are How your are six pillars. principles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are those are your six pillars of intimacy. They have cracks. There's yeah. an issue. Yeah. We need, we need to strengthen it. No kidding. So what are we going to do if we're going to talk about communication, right? Emotional intimacy. Yeah. What are you going to do? Where's the breakdown for Elisa and I? We, we actually even realized it at the end of this year. Remember, I was just saying, I I don't feel like we're connecting. We work together every day. We're in the same place. We're doing the same thing. We're doing the same books. We're, we're building the content. We're doing all this stuff. And I looked at her and I'm like, but you and I are not connecting as husband and wife. Hmm and it's starting to, it's starting to, to frustrate me. Yeah. And, and I need that time with you, Elisa. And so what we came up with, we we have what we call our coffee break and we have a whole she and questions we ask and answer one another. But we just said after church on Sundays, we're going to go to a coffee shop. We're going to sit down. If it's a half an hour, an hour, we're going to go through that. We're going to look at our calendars. We're going to talk. We're going to sit down and it's just going to be us. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And it's changed. Yeah. I mean, in two weeks, I'm like, "Oh my gosh, why did we wait so long to do that?" This and you're saying t- this
0: just happened? Yeah. Oh yeah,
2: we we real, live in real time. I mean, there, you know, like what we tell couples is, we're still a work in progress. Yeah. We can recover and identify a lot faster because this is the world that we live right. in. Yeah. But but we still have detours in our marriage, right? We still, you know, there there are still times like we look at those six pillars, and there are still times when we have cracks in them we know what they are and we can put we you know can give name to it but it's this idea of saying you know what don't let marriage be this nebulous relationship understand what makes a marriage healthy and whole and then if you like Tony said if you see a crack somewhere take action yeah right don't wait until like everything is in rubble go and take action because if you start to do something as soon as you see it or become aware of it then you actually step into this place of empowerment right like we can do something here don't wait
1: till the wheels fall off and some of that you can do together by yourself. Sometimes you can listen to a podcast. Sometimes you can pick up a book. Sometimes you can pick up a course. You can go to a marriage getaway. Yeah. You can do these different things and you're good.
0: And sometimes that works. Yeah. Other times, you may need to hire a coach. I was going to say, do you recommend hiring uh, marriage counselors or whatever you call them, marriage therapists? Mm-hmm. Do you advise a lot of your clients to do that?
2: Well, given that I'm a marriage coach, absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely.
2: Because here, here's the thing. Right? Like if you want your finances to be extraordinary, you will go get a financial Financial, planner, you'll find an advisor. If you want your health, you know, if if you're training for a bodybuilding competition, you're going to go get a coach or a trainer to help you do it. Why? Because they will identify your blind spots. They will help you through the, the low points where you plateau. Same thing in marriage, right? If you're running up against the same cycles, it may be because you have blind spots. It may be because you have cycles that are broken and you mm-hmm. actually need somebody to come in that you're not emotionally attached to. Yeah. And you can be accountable to, to create that breakthrough and the transformation that you're looking for. So, yes, I tell people all the time, like, please go get help. Please. Mm-hmm. Please. Yeah. There, there's no shame, there's no weakness in saying we're at a spot where we just need a little extra help. Yep. Just go do it.
0: And let me ask you this question. I'm going back to this intimacy thing because I see it a lot mm-hmm. around. Not in my marriage. <laughs> <laughs> now, when you say intimacy thing, what intimacy thing? Intimacy, like, like sexless marriage thing. Okay. Where, okay. Why does Specialist. that happen? How does it happen to, so... Why is it so common where they lose the spark and the attraction, mm-hmm. the animal attraction that was there in the beginning in the honeymoon phase? Why does that fa- fade? Familiarity? I mean, it's familiar, right? I yeah, mean, yeah. Y- you're not getting the
1: dopamine hit like you did when you first met. Yeah. Can, can you still have that absolutely but i think a lot of people when they don't get that that hit they're like oh i've fallen out of love mm-hmm. it's like how did you like i i don't believe in the fall in love fall yeah, out of love yeah. you're, you're you're you love someone mm-hmm. yep you know, i committed to you i i said my i do's to you i read my vows to you you read them to me we're we're going to stand by those and i think a lot of people though there are a lot of hurts like let, 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 let's just go down the list yeah, of things yeah. that can happen Yes, right yeah yep. let, let, let's just go hurts trauma when you're a kid, sexually abused. Massive debt that you didn't know about or you guys didn't know about together. Loss of a child. Death of a death of a, a loved one. Mm. I mean, pornography, affairs, infidelity, emotional, sexual, physical. Like you're away all the time. No connection at all. You you work far away. You you, you know, no boundaries. You you have 30-year-old kids living in your home who run the house and you guys don't do anything, And but they're smoking pot in your basement and you're, you're pissed off at one another. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But no, neither of you will say anything. Parents who push their way in, s- siblings who push their way in, toxic people.
2: Ultimately, it comes down to you're not making one another a priority anymore. You've allowed life to be more important than your relationship. Mm-hmm. You've stopped romancing one another. You've let distractions and you've let busyness be more important than the person that you stood up in front of God, friends and family and said, this is my person. This is the one I take. And, and again, it comes back yeah. to like, we talk about wedding vows a lot, you know, on the day that you said your wedding vows, you said, I do.
0: Yeah.
2: Th- that is a present active
0: verb. Yep.
2: It doesn't have a past tense. No. It not say it, I did. It doesn't say I will do. It says I do. Yep. And you've got to stay in that moment of being present and saying, what do I have to do right now? To, to revitalize that spark. Because I, I promise, if you keep romancing your spouse, yes. if you keep making time for them, yes. the spark will the spark will return, it will stay lit. I mean, we know couples in the one family married 30, 40 years, who are seriously having the best marriage now of their lives.
1: Yes, and I, and I just wanna read something, because you, you're talking, and we put quotes up on yeah, our yeah. Instagram page, be, s- because we're all about encouraging and bringing hope. Yes, exactly. And, and, and as you said that, this came up to me, and it says, always strive to give your spouse the very best of yourself. Not what's left over after you've given your best to everyone else.
0: Mm. Love that.
1: And often, what are we doing? We're giving it to everybody Absolutely. else. We're giving it to and, and, and everybody else. could be our business, our work. It could be coworkers. It could be parents. It could be kids. It could, we're, we're giving it to everybody else. And then we expect to come home and be like, want to have sex? And your spouse is looking at you like, are, are you kidding me? Yeah. Are you crazy? Like, yeah. what are you talking about? Like. I haven't seen you in 10 days. Mm -hmm.
0: And this is why I dug in on that because this is so common. But the way you just laid that out right there Mm -hmm. is so profound. It's basically just investing in each other Mm -hmm. like you did in the beginning. Right. And I always preach. I, I preach every time I get in our car to go on date night. Yeah. Gentlemen romance your queen mm-hmm. invest in your queen I say invest in your queen the ROI is going to be mm-hmm. can't be measured financially
1: Nope, nope.
0: right how you got her how you is how you keep her
2: hundred percent
1: right hundred percent and for some people I'm going to just go into that because that's recreational me. intimacy yes and that's the, the closeness and connection you have through activities and dates yes and I want to just tell guys what you do to like love on your wife can be completely different than what jd does or Absolutely. i do you got to do what's good for you guys yep Alisa and i can sit and play card games we love monopoly deal i won last night thank you very much
2: <laughs> nice job <Yeah. laughs>
1: she and i can sit and have dinner we can play we can play monopoly deal we can play a game or two or whatever and we just have fun we yep. laugh we, we we challenge each other we're we're both competitive other people will be like, "What are you talking about? I yeah, never yeah, do that." But yeah. I know others who are like, "We love playing these video games together. We're on the same team, and we're doing these things." And I'm like, eh, "Video games to me are not cool. Like, I I just wouldn't do it." Taking her out to the beach, going for a walk, grabbing a nice little meal, middle of the day, right on. Yeah, I don't I don't have to go to the top of the line steakhouse. Right, exactly. To do yep. that, for good her. point.
0: Great point.
1: So you got to know where she's at and what you guys love to do. And, and it comes to those activities as well. Like if you love going to the shooting range, go to the shooting range, if you love bowling, go bowling. It, but it doesn't need to be what, again, what JD yeah, does yeah, yeah. or what I do. Yep. Like yep. Make it your marriage.
0: Incredible. Perfect point right there. Yeah. Great point. Cause yeah, people can't really identify with what we do. Cause we go to these fancy restaurants and, and I always say you don't have to go to the fancy restaurant. You can go to the somewhere else. Maybe right. just, just make the effort. Right. Just put in the effort, at least show them that you truly care.
1: Can I share something? Yeah, y- You bring that up and get a lot of couples who, young kids, and they're like, we, we just don't have the money to go out a lot yeah. because of babysitting and, and this and the other. And I'm like, yeah, been there. Yeah. You know what Elisa and I would do? We would, we, we had two kids and she would take one, I'd take the other. And whoever got the first kid down to sleep, we didn't have sleep wise <laughs> back in the day. I wish we did. So, for all you parents who use it, amen to that. We did not Whoever got the first kid down would, would run out. This is before Uber Eats and whatever it is. Yeah. And we would go grab some food. We would put a blanket down, put the candles on the floor of the living room, put some music on. The food would show up, whoever that one was. And then the second person would come out of putting their kid down, and we'd sit on the
0: living room floor and have a dinner.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: <sighs> just you know it, it's so simple so simple just just put in the time mm-hmm. invest in each other um, I'm gonna I got to ask this question here go and, for it. and it's and we're going from a very high but I got to hit this because I know it's 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 kind of prevalent how, how do you advise bouncing back when one of the spouses has an affair
2: mm. deal with it all the time
0: I, yeah, you I know do. you do mm-hmm. that's why I'm asking because I know there's people that are gonna be watching this that have gone through it or are going through it how do you bounce back
2: it takes two
0: Hmm.
2: Right Anytime trust is broken In a marriage It's going to take actions On both sides Um, One of the books That we wrote Is called The Trust Factor And we talk about this Mm -hmm. In the book The Trust Factor Mm -hmm. Okay got it Because you know It's super easy In our society To tell the person Who broke the trust Look it's all on you Like you have to, you know, you have to tell me everywhere you're going and you have to, you know, just, there's a whole laundry list. I mean, I, I've been on the receiving end for my clients. One client I'm thinking in particular, she sent her husband a list of, I think 25 different things that he had to do to Mm -hmm. repair the trust. Wow. And I'm like, okay, so where's your side? Yeah. (laughs) Right. Like, like it's going to take you also meeting him in this place, right? It can't just be a one-sided thing. And it's, you know, when trust has been broken, when there's been an affair, you have to get help, right? This, this is like, this is like, this you, is the
0: point where there's no negotiation. You're, you're you not doing help.
2: this by yourself Got. It. because there are so many emotions and trying to hold one another accountable can put you in a place of feeling like a parent or mm-hmm. like a boss. And you're like, well, you have to do this. Well, if I don't, like, who's going to, like, how are we going to, how are we going to handle that? Right. And that's where having a third party to not just provide the accountability, but also the strategy, you know, because a lot of times when, when trust has been broken like that, it's okay. Well, what are the guardrails we're going to put in place? How do we sever ties with the, the other person? What does it look like to be proactive in terms of transparency, whether it's find my iPhone or, you know, whatever tracking, um, because that's a very common thing. Like, okay, you know, will you turn on find my friends so that I can find you? You know, and I know where you are. Yeah. What does it look like to give passwords to your spouse if that's not something that you've done in the past? Right yeah. there, there are all these different, and every couple is different, right? Because the hurt lands on the other person uniquely. Um, no two couple, and I have seen, I have seen miracles yeah. mm-hmm. where there's been infidelity in marriage, and oh, couples yeah. have come back to uh, their marriage has been stronger than ever. And, and what I tell couples when there's been an affair. And when there is true remorse, and there is, you know, repentance, and we are actually turning away from what that was, and we yeah. understand what the root was, and that's a really big part of this too. When trust needs to be rebuilt in a marriage, is you've got to go, be willing to go to where the root was. How mm. did how did yeah. that door open? Okay. Yep. What was the dynamic between the two people? And there's always a dynamic that allowed a situation where somebody would make the decision to step out of their marriage. There's, there's been a dynamic going on yep. between two people that gets somebody to the point where they're like, I, 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 I can go there.
1: And the beautiful thing is we've seen so many couples overcome that. Mm-hmm. Even some dear friends of ours who have yeah. overcome it and we're just like, right on. Like, we all have our hurdles.
0: Yeah. So you're going back to the root. Yeah.
2: You have to because yeah. if the root yeah. doesn't get addressed, <laughs> right. then it can become very easy for it to happen again. Because you haven't actually healed, right? Yeah. If you don't address the root, you're just sticking band-aids on it. And like I remember when our kids were little, band-aids were a really big, like there was always this band-aid phase, yeah. right? And we got to oh, have yeah. like oh, 20 yeah. band-aids. You know, you open yeah. a box of band-aids, and you're like, where'd they go? And the kids got them all over. <laughs> and I think that's what a lot of couples do in their marriage. They'll stick a band-aid on it. They'll be like, oh, you know what? Something bad happened. Let's let's take a week away, or or let me buy you something, or yeah. or, or let's you know go out yeah. with friends, or we'll, we'll post a few pictures on Instagram instead of saying, yeah. hold on a second, let's take all the band-aids off. Let's let's actually get to the root of where that hurt is. Has there been, you know, unresolved it, it hurts? Have there been are there resentments that have been allowed to fester? Have we not been talking to each other? Are we not spending time together? And again, no excuses for anybody ever stepping outside of a right, marriage. Right. Right. But we have to understand what happened before that yep. decision was made so that it can be healed on both sides and the two of them can move forward into creating that extraordinary for themselves.
0: And, and the one that I've heard probably the most is, oh, well, either he or she wasn't, you know, didn't want, didn't want to give me sex anymore. Mm-hmm. So what am I going to do? I've heard that a lot. Oh,
2: mm-hmm. sure. Sure. But you got to figure out why.
0: And then you go back. Why? And the six pillars. Mm-hmm. Why? But why too? I right. mean, again,
1: like Elisa said, I mean, it could be from sexual trauma when your spouse was a teenager Yeah. and they're still holding on to that hurt and that pain. I mean, we, we don't know where it comes from, but that's why we are. Very big proponents of reaching out, get coaching, go to counseling, get therapy, move, be intentional, take action. You don't need to do it forever. It could be just a season in your life where you're going to go do, you know, 10, 20 sessions. And that's what you need. Like this isn't your everyday coach. Yeah, this is, yeah. you know, for, for the next 20 years, this is somebody that's going to be beside you for 20 sessions. Who's going to get you on that path where you guys can get some breakthrough and go, all right, we resolved that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and, and now we have some tools in our toolbox and our marriage toolbox to pull out when something may come around.
0: So, and, um, and yeah. so, um, and then, uh, at, at what point, like, do you say, all right, you know, jump ship, it's, it's mm-hmm. over. Do you get to that point? Do you have clients where you're like, you know, oh uh, yeah, nice oh, yeah. try.
2: So you know, oh yeah, oh, oh yeah. yeah. I mean, the reality is, is that one, we off, we always say that if there's abuse happening in a marriage, uh, if there's abuse, mm, you have to get out and get safe, aha, hundred percent. Yeah, um, nobody was designed to be abused.
1: So if there's emotional, physical abuse, get safe. Abu- get, like, get out. Sexual abuse, you have in to the out. marriage, protect yourself, protect yourself, protect your kids. You need to get away from that toxic environment. God did not
0: call you to live in that. And we're not just talking physical. We're also talking mental.
2: Emotional, emotional financial. Yeah, I mean, there there are many forms of abuse. Yes. And so if you're in an abusive situation, get out, get help, right?
0: So you don't think get a counselor, try to work it out.
2: Not, no, not if you're in an abusive situation. If you're in an like abusive, that's, that's really, a very that's, extreme, a, that's a deal breaker. Well, you can get help, but don't be in the same... Like There are very few times I will actually tell a couple to separate, but if there's abuse going on yes. for, for just the mental well-being, you have to actually ha- put some space there so that somebody feels safe in order to be able to ha- even handle sessions. Wow. Mm-hmm. Right? So so if you've got that abusive situation, you have to get out.
1: And reconciliation can happen. We, we've seen it. True
2: but like, you have to be safe before but, you can reconcile right
1: so
0: so glad we got on
1: that one yeah mm-hmm. so I mean you can be separated and still be reconciling yeah mm-hmm. y- y- you know there, there can still but you need to be safe first and foremost yes like you, we need you in an environment where you're not scared for your life right
2: so so abuse is the big one if, if abuse is not happening and you're trying to make your marriage work you're trying to make it work you're trying to make it work and there is no engagement from your spouse yeah what I tell my coaching clients is if you can look in the mirror mm-hmm and you can be truthful and honest with yourself and say, I know that I have tried absolutely everything I can do and there's no movement on the other side. I've then given you, everything I've got. I, I've given it everything. I have tried uh, uh, different forms of coaching or I've tried your book. Like I've tried everything and they're not moving. At that point in time, what I tell them is you have to look in the mirror and say, what do, you, what do I want the rest of my life to look like? Yep. Because what they're te- what the other person is telling you is this is, this is what you've got. And if you've tried everything, and I've had coaching clients get yeah. to this point where yeah. they have tried everything, spouse has not moved, and they have made the decision to divorce.
0: Mm-hmm. What? How are we doing here on time? What, where, are we, where are we at? We run out of memory. We run out of memory. <laughs> time. time to wrap it up. So, we are, are like we two time. hours? Okay. okay, I figure we're about two. Yeah, Only two, that's it? <laughs> These guys, Jeez. they love me. Yeah. But this was so good. We hit mm-hmm. some great topics right there, so... Uh, so that And right, I love that. So um, you just reminded me something else. So, oh, so basically, give it everything you got to, mm-hmm. to reckon to 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 get through it. And, and there is a time at some point where if you've given everything you got, and your spouse, there's just no movement. That's it. Mm-hmm. Call it a day. But you have to look
1: in the mirror and do that. Don't go to your friends. Don't go to your other friend. Don't go to this friend. Don't go to you have to come to terms with yourself. And I've had many buddies come up to me and, and go, well, what do I do, Tony? Because they're like, well, you, you have one extraordinary marriage, tell me. I'm like, well, I'm not telling you, Yeah, that's that's on you. You got to be able to look in the mirror and go, I gave 110% and there was no movement. Mm-hmm. And I'm at that point where I feel deep down inside that I have done everything. Only you can make that decision. Yeah, so. yeah.
0: So let's land the plane here. Give me something, give me a couple of pearls because we're, we're in a climate climate right now in our society that's really toxic. Uh, Fear mongering mm-hmm. is going mm-hmm. on more than we've ever been a part of. You yeah. have couples that are now probably spending more time. They're forced to spend more time with each other than they ever have. Right. Yep. What's going on in this day and age right now that you're seeing with your clients more than in the past, and how can you, let's give me a couple of pearls to leave them with today. Of how to get through this and make sense?
2: Yeah, right? absolutely. And yeah. I would say, you know, right now, because society is so divisive and like literally couples are finding themselves on opposite sides mm. of a mm. lot of fences, right? And what I would say to that is you've got to learn how to break your conflict cycles, right? Every couple's got a dance yeah. that they do when it comes to conflict, and you've got to, you know, mm, whether it's working it's with good. a coach. Or it's, you know, bringing in reinforcements, whatever that means to you as a couple. I advocate for coaches. Um, it's a figure out where you can interrupt that so that the two of you can actually have a breakthrough. Yep. Don't don't let the fear, don't let what everything's going on in the world be your death sentence, right? Yep. You actually take a step and go create life for yourself.
0: Very simple. Yeah. Very simple, because it's happening a lot right now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Are we doing good? Okay, we're <laughs> guys, that was beautiful. Great ending. Love that at the end there. You guys got the book, Six Pillars of Industry, Indism- uh, uh, along with other, how many books? Six. And One Extraordinary Marriage all over the yes. place online. Every podcast, Instagram, yep. you name Everywhere. it. Everywhere. Yep. YouTube. Guys, this was fantastic. Fantastic. Thank you so much for coming in. We just met. Yeah. I'm honored that you would come in. Seriously, thank you so much. Thanks, Thanks for having Real us. Talk, thank baby. you. That's it. How do you like that?